You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Tom, Eddie, D or Dave here on the the ones and twos. Um, I'm getting into it real quick today, Eddie, um, because, you know, sometimes things happen uh, that maybe change the course of a young man or woman's life. And, you know, from the day before to the day after, they're different people. Look, am I coming down? We're sort of coming down the other side. I am side coming of the down. Now, you could you might say to yourself, shit, Edward, like were you out fucking sending it last night? The answer is no, no. I wasn't. What were you doing? I was like I was tucked up in bed. I went to bed early last night. But I'm I come coming down From off Saturday. the high of Saturday. Yeah. And I still am. Still. Such were the heights reached. It's almost I'm coming down, but I'm not coming down as much as you would think. I'm still pretty high. <laughs> That's what I mean. Technically, I'm still high on PVL. Now for those of you that don't know, uh, we obviously we've known about it for a little while, but the the great man himself, Saint Peter Volandis, grandson of God, son of Christ, off the back of us, uh, you know, mounting erecting a plaque in his honor at Wollongong University. Shout out Jelly Shot Kid. He invited us to the races on the weekend. Directors Lounge, the full nine. Look, it was the VIP luncheon. The VIP luncheon. Now, movers and shakers galore. It was the mover and shakers luncheon, really. If yeah, you, if, I mean, that's that was it its was. unofficial name. Yeah. That's what everyone that's was what calling was it internally. It yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, when when you approach the door looking here for yeah, the movers and shakers <laughs> lunch, <laughs> yeah. yeah. like your words not mine, <laughs> your words not mine. But yes, yes, that is exactly it. Would you like some verbs? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, some verb? Yeah, yeah, sweet. <laughs> did I reach for my wallet initially, then realize everything was free? Yes, I did. And I was very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've, we've rolled in to... Uh, I will say before that, shout out to BBL on, on the very classy invite. Oh, yeah. Now, there was some music... There was the, like the invite was fucking. I wonder if I can send it to Dave and then he can put it into the video. I think I do have it here. Yeah, yeah. I just want to hear the audio. So, like the, so do I. You plug it into um, your computer and then we yeah, just play yeah. a bit of that music through. But I think it's important that people yeah, listen. That they hear it. So basically, it's a it's an evite. So it was an email. Whatever. Let's give them a bit more context, right? So after PVL, <laughs> after the article went up about the plaque and the it, telly. In the Telegraph, the Men's Women's Weekly. Shout out to James Phelps, I think, who was the the author of the I think so. journal last. One of the one of the great journals. One of the great journos, all time. Um, I basically slid into PVL's DMs on Twitter and was like, "Glad you like the plaque. You know, let let us know when you want to do a podcast or some shit." Or have that beer. Well, that as well. I was like, "Let's have a beer podcast. Beer soon. Let's have a podcast." He then came back, like, you know, maybe a couple of days later. Initially, I thought, oh, fuck. He doesn't, you know, this isn't, this may not go the way that we'd hoped. And listen, that's on, that was, that was, that was on me. That was my own insecurities, right? Of course, the man was coming back to us. He said he was. He's, he does what he says. And got a thing back a couple of days and he was like, swing us your email. Want to invite your, invite your boys to the races? It was like, terrific, terrific, terrific. Email gets sent. We get the Evite, which Dio Dave is going to play now. So as you click open the email, this music starts. Look, if this doesn't get you pumped up for a movers and shakers lunch, what will? What will? And then the picture comes out of the email and it's like St. Peter Volandi's AM. AM, by the way. To the movers and shakers lunch. And I mean, look, as I'm getting bloody delay in the headphones... 
How could you not be up and about for that? How could you not see that and just be like, I am ready to rip and ready to tear? So, we, as, as Eddie said, we rocked along yesterday. Did we look fantastic on Saturday? Did we look terrific? Were we dressed to the nines? Mm. A couple of things on what we're wearing. I've had a couple of dribblers, not many, but some dumb dribblers who saw what we were wearing in the photo, the famous photo now. The, fam- the photo's done the fucking yep. rounds of the internet. Broke yep. the internet. Yep. Of us in our suits not wearing belts. And they're like, oh, belt soon, bro. And I'm like, oh, do you not get it, dude? You're not meant to wear belts with suits. That's just some, that's just, you know, that's just a, the the mistake of the uh, the culturalist dribbler. If you're, you don't have to wear a belt, mate. Well, when I got my suit tailored recently, thank you if, very if, much. If you're wearing a belt, it means it, your fucking pants don't fit. Yeah. For, your, your suit's not tailored. It's, your suit's not tailored. You bought it off the rack. You've taken it home. Nothing's fucking tailored. No. It's a nightmare. I, when your, I got hems mine, are, your hems are fucked. They're all, they're scraping along the bottom of the ground. Yeah, you know, you like, got, Ankle swingers, or whatever. You got they ankle are. swingers. It's like, like those boot. Jeans. It's like boot cut jeans, yeah. and they're ripped to the bottom because you've been walking mud all fucking over yeah. the house. In the BNS balls, and the shit. BNS balls out there rooting bloody, you know, each other, rooting each other out it in the back of some fucking ute covered in rump. Yes. Now that's what you look like wearing your untailored suit. Now, when you speak to the tailors of this great nation, the guy was like, "No, you don't wear belts." It was like, so my mum or whoever I was with was like, "Should we do need a belt?" It's like, "No, no, no, no." You, you don't wear belts with these things. They fit. <laughs> so anyway, we get there. I mean, we get into the Moves and Shakers lunch in the, the director's room, whatever it is, the VIP room. The Moves and Shakers room. Look, we sit down and we get acquainted and we have a beer and then we might have had a verve and we might have had another beer. Like, we were, we were there for 40 minutes before this thing really started to... Like, before we were seated. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, was PVL fashionably late? Yeah. Of course he was. But, like, he wants to make an entrance. Yeah. And I respect the fuck. He wants to walk into a full room. Exactly. And I respect the hell out of that. Mm. And also, I was like, 12, 12.30 is a little early for lunch. Like, I'd like to eat a little later than that. Mingle so, he, he, he read the room. Yeah. Comes in a little late. But we were sitting, and I've sort of spied what I thought to be our names. Like, it looks like, you know... Well, we knew we were on table number three. We just didn't know where along because yeah. they were like... They're like long tables and you just face out. You all face out and watch the races. Yeah, the big boys' table. The that's big boys' table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we were on the big boys' table at the Movers and Shakers lunch. That's right. And you see... I see like a three-letter name with a long last name. I'm like, that could almost certainly be Tom Birmingham. Yes. I mean... You, that's what it looks I think, like. I think that's a fucking safe bet. That sort of looks like Eddie Simpson next to him. Then on the left of Tom was... The, the very end of the table. Was like a word, a word, and then two letters at the end. And I'm thinking to myself, two letters at the end? How odd. But then I start thinking, that's probably an AM. Is that our boy, St. Peter? Sure as shit. Tom zooms in on his fucking... Samsung Galaxy Note S twenty something bullshit, but like super that super has good, magnifying you know, yeah Basically, technology. You can you can see the moon. And were we seated directly next to St Peter mm. at the Movers and Shakers lunch? Yeah, in a room of seventy five eighty Movers and Shakers. Yeah, yeah, and that was a little intimidating off the bat. Now, look, you and I, especially when we're together, I think we're we're stronger together. Like if we get splintered. <laughs> And we're caught sort of by ourselves. That's a bit where you can maybe get overwhelmed. But I think we're comfortable in those sort of situations. But when you see that PVL has sat us next to him, you best believe he he made that call. It wasn't like a fluke. It was like, oh, shit. Okay. He dresses the room. Yes. He, he absolutely is like, make sure these people are here. They put Tom and Eddie of Halo Sport fame directly next to me. 
So we're like, fuck, righto. Anyway, so we're sitting there. Like at some point, PVL comes in, gets on the mic, and he's like, yo, everyone get to your seats uh, for lunch. So me and Eddie get down there, and we're just sort of waiting. That's it. We know who's coming, so we don't want to sit down and like have to... Then get back up. Get back up. So we're like, we'll just remain We're just going to remain standing, standing for now. Yeah. And then he comes over, and it was just, St. Peter, lovely to finally meet you. Mm. He was St. Peter, and he, yeah. I, he felt good we about it. We called him fucking St. Peter all day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We did. We really did. And then, it's not a joke. No, no, no. We called him St. Peter from the first, from go to woe. And then it, we were into it. And he, he ate it up with a spoon. But he was, but like it was just, it was actually one of those things where it was, he was uh, super nice, very down to earth and, and very easy to talk to. And yeah, did we like pick his goddamn brains about shit? And he was just super open. He was open about absolutely everything. We had fucking questions all day long, but just good, honest rugby league questions yeah, yeah, about the future of the game. Is it in good hands? Where is it headed? That sort of thing. Also offering up our own little slices of advice, of Eddie. Of course we were. I wasn't going to miss an opportunity to drop in a little bit of, you know, you know, hello sport advice, yeah, I yeah, suppose yeah. you could say. Questions around the future, you know, the, I will the say this. content. I will say this, punters and dribblers. Having seen the man at work... I now know why he's chairman of two, you know, of the biggest organisations yeah. in Australian sport. Yeah. Well, CEO Racing New South Wales and then... Well, whatever. Commission chairman. The man can work a room like no one I've ever seen. Mate, he was... He was... He worked that room to within an inch yeah, of yeah. its goddamn life. He had that room fucking like... On a street. Around the throat. He had the room. It was just like, <laughs> I'm working this thing. This is all me. Constantly moving and shaking. Every time he'd introduce us to anyone, he'd be like, oh, this is Tom and Eddie. Like, they've got the fastest, biggest, fucking best sports podcast in the country. And we're like, yep, sure. Yep, sure. perfect. Love it. Yep, correct. Top the heap, you should have said. That's all right. And just forgiven. like forgiven, but it was uh, it was just hilarious. And then what I mean, obviously, so if you were following along the socials, the man's an absolute fiend for Pepsi Max, <laughs> loves it. No As he sits down, I'm like, oh my god! Like you know, the waiter obviously knows St. Peter back to front. He comes over with a with a beautifully cold, fresh can of Pepsi Max, yeah. and I thought to myself, dear God. Is that for St. Peter? Yeah, it is. And he pounded yeah. Pepsi Max all day long. I don't know how many cans he went through. He went through a few. But he went through his fair share. Yes. And he, but he was like, he was like, mate, I'm on the job. I don't drink. He I'm doesn't drink on the like, job. He's just, he's just, a, he's got to be there. He's a consummate professional. He's like, I got pretty loose at the Christmas party. So it implies that the man likes a bloke. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't mind a bloke or two, but he knows but not, when to knows when to let the hair down. That's exactly right. And it was work time. And he was pounding Pepsi Max into the ground. Just like his oysters for his entree. He had like so 24 oysters. This is what was amazing, right? There was <laughs> he a, had his own meals. There was a set menu and the food was delicious. Unbelievable. Some steak, some seafood, everything. It was fucking great. And so was the booze, by the way, and the dessert. Uh, oh, the tiramisu. Tiramisu. I almost felt sick. Like, I mean, it was a lot of tiramisu, but you couldn't help it. And obviously, I have a problem with sugar. Now, when we all have our own menu... And then your entrees come along and then I'm like, oh, there's like a plate of 400 oysters next to me. And I'm like, are they like a take one, pass it on situation <laughs> in the movies, in the big boys table? I'm not going to touch it. And thank God I, I just sort of left thank it. God thank you God did I didn't it, take one, pass it on. And then uh, Peter comes back and sits down and just starts hooking into the oysters. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's, he's, this is a man that knows what he wants. And again, I guess if you're here in the Movers and Shakers Lounge every weekend or every other weekend, it's like you've probably got your your thing you just want to have. Look, we, we were given two oysters and some prawns. Yeah. He, 
He had 50 oysters. <laughs> he had at least 50. A plate of 50 oysters. <laughs> then then the mains come the out. The mains is where it really sort of Tom got, I think you got the beef and I got yeah. the fish, which was delicious. Both beautiful That meals. was so good. St. Peter got the lobster. <laughs> so it's like, it was like beef, fish, beef, fish, and then I'm looking at Pete and it's like he has got like a seafood banquet, bro, where it's like prawns, lobster, crab, all this shit. I was like, oh my God. And man, it this was guy's sh- living. Was that even an option for anyone no, else? No, 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 no. no. It was this an is- option for one man. Yeah. No one else got lobster. No bro, one else got lobster. Crab. And I was just, I couldn't respect it more. I was like, that is so dope. I respected the fucking shit out of him after that. But he ate well. He ate so, so well. Uh, but it was the food was delicious. He introduced us to the entire room, I think. Yeah, damn near everyone. Not only Mr. Couple, but look, are, the, are there irons in the fucking fire now? Well, we certainly hope so. We certainly hope so. Because look, I mean... The, talk, the a, chats, went, chats went well. The chats, look, the... Talks went well. Conversations in the Movers and Shakers lounge... Um, I mean, look, you know, it's hard to know how much of the the moving and the shaking is uh, performative Mm. and how much of it is good, honest moving and shaking. Well, we'll see. We will see. We'll know shortly. And that's not talking about Peter. Peter is good, honest mover and shaker. No, no, no. We're talking about about the others in the room. Talking about the others in the room, the people that we're talking to, some of the shaking and the moving that was done within the walls of the movers and shakers room. Well... Exactly. We'll see. We'll see. Because Monday is business time. Yeah. What are you about? Yeah. Do you do you walk the... You've talked the talk, and this is other movers and shakers, mm. but can you walk the walk? Well, you've moved and you've shaken, yeah. but can you move and shake? <laughs> <laughs> can you really move and shake? Can you really? When the chips are down. When the chips are down, when there's moving to be done and when there's shaking moving to be, be shaken and shaking to be done. Can you move and shake? Yeah. We'll find out today. We will. We've got a we've got a game plan. Yeah, we do. We're gonna we want to capitalize it. on the moving and the shaking that was done. Yeah. And try and move and shake our way to the well, to beyond where we are. Because yes. you can never stay still. No. You can no. never stay still. So the, so the second you stay still, you're gonna get eaten alive. Well, you stop moving and shaking. <laughs> exactly. If you stop moving and shaking, you fall over. You fall over. It's done. You get eaten alive. You roll down the hill. Yeah, you the roll heap. all the way down. To the bottom. To the very bottom. And it's like when you're falling down a mountain, you can't get a hold. No, well, inertia gets the better of you. And inertia just fucking rolls you to the bottom. Yeah. That's what can happen. If you stop moving and shaking. That's right. Uh, Now, (laughs) we had a good day on the punt as well, which was like first first horse of the day we got up. First race of the day. So we knew it was a good omen already. 8.50. I I have lost sleep over the fact we didn't load up. Of all the races we should have loaded up on, responsibly of course, but we had a like we had multiple tips from multiple people, and we decided that if we had matchups of like you know D or Dave and someone else giving us tips for this race, and they both if there was a, if there was a marrying of the tips, they both say the same one. We unleash the hounds onto <laughs> the race. Look, we should have. We we went sort of. I think would we have twenty five thirty on it that first race? Yes, but it deserved a hundred. It deserved a hundred. And again, Just to really it was, set the tone. It was it was by no means when we say 100 are we like, you know, big dick swinging. This was a we had to – it was a, uncommon times required uncommon behaviours. That's exactly right. We're in the Movers and Shakers lounge lounge at the Movers and Shakers lunch yes. drinking fucking verve for God's sake. Drinking Movers seated and Shakers next, juice. Seated next to St. Peter Volandi. So 
sometimes you got to go a little off script. Yeah. $100 isn't my script. No. But I was prepared to go off script. I was prepared to, to go off script for the day. Now, you could say that you two dickheads are dribbling. You didn't put 100 on, and that would be correct. No, We're we just didn't. saying we should have. We should have. Um, so it was a good day on the punt. It was nice. First race got up, and then a couple more over the course of the day. Yeah, we had two others, I think. Three. But I think by and large, everything sort of worked. It was just win, 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 win. And then obviously we left, went to the pub. Bumped into a couple of nice dribblers out there. Shout out to those dribblers. Yeah, I was too uh, high on life to remember their names, Um, but I can. I think you can be excused. Yeah, for that. But they were nice. They were a nice gang of dudes. Nice gang of dudes. Listen to the show. Sure, beautiful. I think they were had a courier service, so they listen to it when they're driving around. Good on your boys. You'll probably be listening to it now while you're driving around. Good on your boys. And it's going to be a real meta situation where it's like you listen to the podcast, or you're now being spoken about in the podcast for the courier service that I don't remember and the names of yours that I have forgotten. I've forgotten all your names. Jack, maybe? Was there a Jack there? That was a very safe call. It's a very safe call. Jack, Michael, Nick. Cameron. Yeah. John. Paul. Dave. (laughs) Sam. Chris. Tom. Eddie. Edward. Are we close? Peter. Peter. Have we nailed any of you? I reckon we got at least four of them. Mitch. Mitch. Jason? Nah, they're, now you're getting a bit of, you're getting a bit sort of... Trent? Nah, yeah. Again, not that these aren't real names, but they're not, they're not like the core fucking, everyone's called those names we just said. Like 90% of the world, at least probably Max. white dudes, are called those names we just said. Max? Max, James. Michael? We've said Michael. Have we? Yeah. Okay. But one of them, one of them's right. Did we say right. Nick? One of them's right. Yeah. So, oh, dude, I reckon, about, like, I reckon about four of them are right. So congratulations. Congratulations. You've uh, made it. Anyway, I don't know if there was anything else on the on the PVL weekend from heaven. Front. Just a big thanks to St. Peter Volandis. Yes, just a big, big thank you. That a huge sick. thanks. We're also, we may as well announce it here. He doesn't know either, but we are we are uh, inducting Peter into the Halo Sport 11. He's got a baggy green that's getting mailed to his fucking office. Look, if you if you invite someone to the Movers and Shakers lunch, go out of your way to seat them next to you and then introduce you to the entire room while feeding you verve and oysters and fucking Prawns, one of the, one of the best tiramisu's I've ever had. Yeah, you took a photo of it. Of course I did. And I sent it to my mate, Nick Mallard, who we call the tiramisu monster, <laughs> such as his affinity to tiramisu's. <laughs> he's the best yeah, in the business. He's the best in the business. He's the best in the business. Uh... You better believe you're in the fucking Hallows for 11. Yeah. If that's not a big lift, what is? And by just having him there, everyone else who has a baggy green has now just like, if you weren't already proud to be in the side, now you're in a team with some PVL. Like, there's not many other. Who else can say that? You're like tunnel buddies. Sure. Sort of. Sort of. I, I mean, of sorts. You could say teammates, I guess. You could. You know what I mean? Like. We're tunnel buddies and teammates of the well, same thing. Well, you walk through the tunnel, don't you, to the field? <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Um, finally, because obviously the plaque got us there. The plaque got us to the dance. That's right. I said dance. <laughs> uh, but the plaque was taken down. Now, Graham Hendricks or Hendrix? I know you would think it's Hendrix because that's more of your Peter, John, James sort of a last name. But I think it's Henrik's. He got us plaqued up. He's got a new one. It's big. This thing's it's no big. joke. It's metal. Like it's 
it, you bang on it, the thing is like solid steel. This thing is no joke. It's got Peter's head on it. Um, now, did I see something in Punters and Dribblers of our friend, the Bobcat guy? Bobcat man, I'm in contact he, he with He looked Bobcat ready man. to go. Yeah, no, he is ready to go. He looked absolutely fucking primed. Dude, he's like, him and the missus look like the Bonnie and Clyde Holy Bobcat shit, couple, I though. couldn't believe it I was seeing. I'm like, like, if anyone's going to get this thing done, it's those two. Did you see the way they were sitting there? It's like he's holding a drill like a gun. She's wearing a P's and D's hat. It was like a, for both of them, it was like a really sexy Yeah, it was fucking P's hot and as shit. shot. It was hot. I got to try find that, dude. It was that really was hot. Fucking good. So funny. There it is. Bunch of P's and D's posting photos of my dad on fucking. Mm. He does dress like Colonel Sanders. It's very funny. Or at least he was in that one. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Matthew Jackson with the miso. Look, look at that. That is sexy as fuck. He's there with his bloody. What are those boots called? Any of the Cuban boots? Jacko hard hat. He's drinking. Oh, is that a Bloody Mary? It may as well be. It may as well be. He's got a fucking power drill there. That looks absolutely primed. That's got a fresh battery in it. That does have a fresh battery, fully charged. The miso there, P's and D's hat. So, I mean, if ever there was going to be a couple that was going to get this plaque up there. Yep. It's those two. Now, the the plaque is quite big. So, I don't know if it's necessarily going to go on a bench. I think we'll. I think we can give Jacko the opportunity to try and get it there. But, it but also, then, but also, I'm allowing Jacko the freedom to think on his feet. Yes. First, first port of call is the bench. If you can get it on the bench, then the bench is perfect. If not, then you got to call an audible. You got to do something different, Jacko. That's fine. But I'd say, I'd say potentially, let's say he goes down there and it doesn't fit on the bench, then bail, we reassess. Don't try and just slap dashery. Oh, but look, if but he can go vibe. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're trying to do it in one night and you get a bit nervous, you're hearing a, a, you know, an owl hoot and a bloody, what's that in the bushes? And you go, fuck it, we'll just whack it up here. And then before you know it, it's on something shit. And I just don't think that St. Peter deserves that. No, I get you. But I'm also I'm also allowing him a little bit of freedom. He's got some rope. You've got some rope, Jacko, but we'll talk. If you, you just can't fuck it up because it's all riding on you, bro. Um, but, Eddie, I think probably after, again, like I want to talk about the weekend for the rest of my life, but I think that we owe it to the P's and D's to maybe move on. We could. We could string this out though and keep going. Yeah, we could. <laughs> well, let's just start with that, eh? Uh, look, we shared this video yesterday on our Instagram. I got it off. One of the dribblers got in touch with us. Uh, Cooper Burtonshaw or something. He shared it with us and it was from a guy on Facebook who, I don't know if he was there, like he wasn't sort of like a sports page or something. It seemed like it was just something that he shared. Um, whose name, oh, have you got it there? Just find the name. Can you just find the guy whose page it was? There, Brendan Tangles Nickel, who just seems like a, a dude who was there and he just shared it, but it's obviously gone psycho on his page as well. But I couldn't find him on Instagram to uh, to give him the old cred. So I just put it up there and mentioned his name. But it's of Dave Taylor of fucking most talented forward in NRL history fame. Of Coltrane fame. Of Coltrane fame. Playing bush footy. I think it's like a Legends game. I think he's playing like... I think Petro was on the other yeah, team. Yeah, it looked like it was him, yeah. Um, and look, like... I mean, like, he's, he's, he's big, right? He's looking, he's looking real big post-career. It's not so much... Unfortunately, that's like sort of what everyone's talking about. I guess it's just hard to hard not to 
because he's still, but he's still like fleet footed. He throws in a little deft chip kick here, and you're like, "Fuck!" He's look at him. Look, look at that. Look, look, the chip and shave. Chip kick's like perfectly weighted as well, and he gets taken out. It looks like the game's a bit of a laugh, but like as long as he's happy and doing his thing, like who gives a shit? That's the main thing, right? But it is crazy to see. But he was big beforehand. Well, he's a big guy, man. That's the thing. He's like humongous. he's fucking massive. Now that he's got the gut, it's like holy shit. And the big ass. He's a big boy now. He's a big, thick boy. But to your point, to your credit, that chip kick's all class. <laughs> it was such a really good chip kick. And he, it's the man. tap and go as well that I really like. And that's exactly Look, he how backs he, himself. That's exactly how he played his footy Look in, at in the NRL. Look, give me the nut. Give me the nut. Quick tap, let me go. Bang. Quick tap. He's, Bang. He's, quick, he's off. Quick off the mark. Beautiful little chip kick. You know what? That someone should have been sent off for taking him out. Yeah. Well, they probably were. Someone should have been. No, they weren't. The refs all just go back, oh, play on. Too, too. Dave's like, "Fuck!" That was about to be a career highlight, and then Petro give me the whistle, sir. How old must Petro be now? Could you check that for mm. us, Dave? How old do you reckon Petro is? Forty. I reckon Petro is forty-two. Yeah, he's left the thirties, though, right? We aren't in the same decade as Petro, surely. He is forty-four. Thank 44. God. Thank God. Imagine if he's 39. I know. How, how old's Dave Taylor? He'll be 39. I'd say he'll be... No, Dave Taylor would be 34, 35. Really? Max. Dave Taylor could still be playing NRL. Jeez, there's a lot of bloody Dave Taylors around. We'll go Dave rugby Taylor, league. rugby yeah. league. 1988. He's 32. Oh, my Ooh. God. Yeah, Dave Taylor. He's your age. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Still would probably. you say 88? Yeah, eighty-eight. He's one year older than me. But so, like, that's a, I think that's one of the things with Dave, where it's like people are like he was a, for whatever reason, right? Like, who knows? But like, he he had all the talent in the world, and he just like he didn't live up to it. He got to he played Origins, he played for his country, but like because of how talented he was, and because of what the fact he's only 32, 33, like he could still be doing it. He could still be doing it, but obviously he didn't want to, and that's fine. In my mind, it feels like he was playing ten years ago. I know that's not right. Well, no, probably. Well, no, he was. 10 he, years ago, he would have been 22. He debuted for the Broncos in 06 and played there till 09. Okay, so I am sort of right. Yeah, well, you definitely are. In mm. fact, he's more than that. Because like, he, he would have been at South 10 years ago, which is yeah. where he was. I, but you know what I mean? I, until I saw that video, I'd thought about Dave for a long time. Yeah. He last played. Like he in, just sort of fucking disappeared. He last played in 2017. He played 11 games for the Raiders. This, it's so four years ago. Yeah. There's something that when people talk about like, um, so a couple of years ago, the f- photo came out or a video of Dave came out and they're playing it on the footy show. And again, Dave's looking thick as fuck. And then Aaron and they were like saying, you know, oh, geez, he's a big boy. Look at him now. And there was this massive outrage of like fat shaming and shit. And it was like, I was just, it just seems like those things where you go, can we shut the fuck up here? Like, they're in every walk of life, people are like, you can make jokes about anything. Think about when someone goes, oh, you're batting overs. Basically what you're saying to me is I'm ugly and my partner is hot, right? <laughs> but I'm having a bit of a joke. It's sort of like, if, and also when you're batting overs, it's like you can't help being ugly. Like there's that's your life. If you're a fat motherfucker, like that is actually something that you can change. You can get back. We've seen bloody Tyson Fury's the world get fat as fucking come back. These lighthearted jokes about Dave's, you know, again, a video like this of Dave going online and everyone talking about it and sharing it going, look how fat Dave is, which is not what we shared. We were like, the Coltrane still got it because he's throwing chip kicks and, you know. Mm. Obviously, you don't want people to be mean to him, but also, like, there's an element in terms of the world of where it's like, if people are just sort of having a good-natured ribbing, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. And then when it comes to fat shaming, 
you almost it's almost like you can't be honest about the health implications of a lifestyle choice <laughs> dude don't don't shame me for fucking no one's shaming you dude but like if you're fucking gigantic look I, look your heart's not happy about it no big is beautiful yeah i'm sure it is but also like you'll get heart disease or diabetes or again and you're, i'm not a picture of health and this is this is sort of taken a turn but it was more just because i was sharing the video going like some people are going to be like going oh you're fucking just you know you're taking shots at this bloke like i hope he's okay didn't you like 100 like i'm not trying to fucking bag him out but he's, that wasn't the angle. The he's angle 140 was, kilos and he's throwing chip kicks like well, an absolute you know, weapon. He could be more. He could be 170. And he's gone the chip kick and he's gone the deaf little fucking quick tap, tap. And, quick and tap and go. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Love Shout it. out to Coltrane. Shout out to Coltrane. Shout out to big men everywhere. Can you stop Auntie Donna playing? Oh, shit, sorry. I didn't realize that auto played. <laughs> Some other things in rugby league. Yeah. Less Coltrane related, but shout out to the Coltrane. Shout out to him. He looked fucking great. He did look good. He looked happy. Yeah, he did. He looked like he's out there playing his footy, enjoying himself. Enjoying himself. Yeah, he might have got KFC on the way home, but fuck, who doesn't? And on the way to the game. Who doesn't? Exactly. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Rap and rolls. He'd love a rap and roll. I love a rap and roll. He'd go the double. Yeah, fucking oath he would if he knows what's good for him. Mm. Don't have that bloody nightmare of... I actually did have a problem with the wrap and roll. I thought I actually ordered it multiple times and only one... Like, I was like, did I order this? And again, I was a bit pissed. I was like... I haven't done the double order again, have I? I'm pretty sure I haven't. What I did realize, though, was I did say leave at the door. So now I think I've got a case to take to uh, Uber Eats because the motherfucker didn't leave it at the door that two weeks ago problem. Well, he might have, but someone else might have been like, ooh. No, our, our, where our apartment is, like the way you've been to our place. Yeah. Like, there's no one's just walking past. I mean, he might have left it up the top. Well, oh, he should have left door. it at the door, that's though. That's not yeah, the door, yeah, bros. Yeah. It's not the door. Uber Eats, I'm coming. Anyway. So last week... Um, as always is the case, Eddie, it usually happens about 40 minutes after we finish recording the podcast, a big story will break that we mm. won't be able to cover. Yep. Um, happens all the time. Ha- all the time. Every week. It's our curse. Yes. If we were to have one, that would be That good. would be the curse. Everything else, we're blessed. Yes. We're blessed we're every blessed. week. We count blessings for a living. But that is a curse of ours, you could argue. Now, Israel Folau, it's come out that he wants to come back to God's game, rugby league. What a surprise. Well, it's God's game. He's God's man. <laughs> Well, yeah, depends which way you want to look yeah, at it. Yeah, well, not the God we recognise. No. The God of Rugby League loves gay people. But he, look, he wants to come back from his self-appointed, in some ways, exile from, well, no, from these was, shores. It was of his own fault. That's what I doing, mean. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it was put on him by other people, but he did it himself. Yes. To himself. Yes. He's out of the country, he wants to come back. Now, join the Dragons. St. George Dragons of letting go of their best player fame. Uh, Cam McInnes to their biggest rival in the Sharks fame. <laughs> uh, and the St. George Dragons of coached by Anthony Griffin of apparently Sky News obsessed fame and doesn't care too much about, uh, you know, Israel's views fame. Um, <laughs> Look, they come out and they've said they want to sign him. Now... There was a lot of like, is that possible? Are the NRL going to green light this? Is this potentially just a complete cover up of the Cameron McInnes fuck up and they're just trying to divert attention? Yeah. No one seemed the, to know. The size of the bed shit of letting Cam McInnes go. And then it's like, oh, but we're also trying to get his rough out. It's like, oh God, what a, what a shit show this is. If you're a Dragons fan, obviously things are already tough enough for you because you're a fan of a dirty merger club. But like if you're- But, but, but more than that, 
you've just been so shit for so long. But then to have them come out and be like, oh, yeah, no, our best player's going, and Tyson Frizzell's gone, and now Cam McInnes is going, and then you're trying to get his off a back. You're like, what is this rabble shit show that's going on there? It's a rabble. It's a complete rabble. And then it was almost like they tried to put it on the NRL to make the decision, where it was like they aren't coming out and expressly saying they want him, but it's like everyone's talking about it and they want him, and it's like... You know, they kind of need to wait for the NRL to say yes or no. And it's like, the NRL's going like, fucking... Put an application in. Bros, make up your mind. Do you want to try sign him or not? We know we're not going to let him back in, but mm. have a crack. Yeah. And then eventually after the sort of the uproar, it was like, no, fucking we don't want him. So, sorry. We just- yeah, well, they had a board meeting and, you know, there was a lot of negative feedback from the community, Tom, from yeah. the members and from the sponsors. And on top of all of that, the NRL would have been like, nah, bruh. Now, I think it's worth just sort of like just just wading into the murk a little bit on this one in that a lot of the Fox Sports journos or the Men's Women's Weekly journos of Kenty Hoops fame, all that sort of stuff. Hooper wrote a passionate fucking- A passionate piece about basically- you know, <laughs> Passionate the, piece is how I describe the it. The snowflakes and people, the PC brigade ruining sport. I think Kenty did something similar. Um, but when you see something like Payne Haas or your Matt Lodges- like what they do, what what Falau saying right about about gay people is fucking horrible and the effect it can have on young kids who are struggling with their sexuality is horrible the suicide rate the suicide rate in young gay kid, kids is fucking humongous which is again horrible but i can understand how there are some dribblers out there who are going why is he not allowed to come back and play like they may not even share his views but it's like why is he not allowed to come back and play but we can have Matt Lodge of Rikers Island fame and Payne Haas, who hasn't been punished yet, but of kind of threatening a female cop fame <laughs> in a drunken sort of, you know, like situation that a couple of weeks ago where he's like, just what you think you're a woman because I won't touch her. That was like one of the scariest, most fucking hectic things yeah, I've yeah, fucking yeah. seen quoted where I'm like, oh my God. And especially knowing how humongous Payne Haas is. And yeah, it's like, frightening stuff. Like, but the, and then and then someone like Israel who's sharing his views of a religion that is pretty that is not pretty that is almost widely accepted and entrenched within Australian society to one degree or another, like he is just sharing the views of the religion that is acknowledged in Parliament where they'll fucking you know say like a prayer at the start of everything. Like I can see how people are confused by that. I can I can, I can s- allow myself to be confused by it myself, but I'm also like. You know what the fuck's going on here, bro? No, I think you can allow yourself to be confused by it. I think with Israel, though, he's 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 left his views up there. He's doubled down. Like, you know, Matt Lodge and shit, as fucked up as what they did, you know, was, he's repented. Yes. Or he's tried to, at least. You know what I mean? For his sins. Let's for his religious sin. iconography. He's tried to repent for his sins, yes. whereas Israel's like, fuck that, I don't give a shit. Yes. Now, for better or worse, like... You know, anti-homophobic or homophobic slurs and shit are just not accepted. And no. the sponsors, you know, as we've seen with Rugby Union, fucking detest that sort of yes. shit, right? And so it's just a bad look, full stop. And I think that's why, you know, it's easy for the league and for Rugby Union shit to go, fuck off, mate. We can't, we're not going to stand for it. No. Because that's just, it's just, it's top of the list of, issues for people at the moment which is interesting though when you think about it the fact it that just happens to be right yes 
but that's and that's I think more to the point is what some people are like. I think even Willie Mace Mason of Mace fame, he said like there are some real pieces of shit playing rugby league right now, and I agree with him. It's yeah. confusing. Yeah, fucking oath it is. Yeah. I just think they need to fucking sweep all of them out, really. Yeah. I think maybe there's – I guess if you're talking about Flower – There shouldn't like, be double standards. But mm. what he's sort of doing, right? Like, so let's say you've got your your, your Matt Lodges of New York Rampage fame. Yeah. <laughs> that is obviously got – it's a crime with victims, the family, all that sort of shit. But beyond that, it's that that's sort of where it, it ends. Whereas Flower's words and the fact that it's all still up there – it's lingered. It's more, but it's also more. Uh, is pervasive the word? Like it's it's the ability for it to spread and to hit people that he's never met before, and to affect people that are never. And like again, when we're talking about suicide of young kids and shit, like there's probably far more scope for that to be damaging. I think even so. though it's not as overtly, because uh, well, you're hitting like, you're hitting like a a group of people, yes, in its entirety, as opposed to Matt Lodge affecting the lives of. Uh, yeah. An unsuspecting New York family. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Not an Which is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you're doing the numbers well, thing. That's yeah. like an isolated incident. This is like, he hasn't even said he won't say that shit again, has no. he? No. But yeah. the other thing is, and look, once you let him in, you can't get rid of him. Like, look mm-hmm. at Rugby Union. The numbers thrown around were, what was it, 12 million rugby, to get rid yeah, of him? Rug, like, as in, I think it was like with Rugby Union, it was like cost of legal fees as well as paying him out. It was, yeah. like, it was like... It was like close to 12 million. Yeah, so basically like 12 years of TV rights deals for Rugby Union just to, yeah, yeah. Just, just to get him just out. Down the sh- literally down the shitter yeah. just to get him out. And, you know, I think Rugby League doesn't need that. Like, if no. you he, he bring him back and he starts fucking going Spout off again... Like his old man might, this might all be part of his grand plan. Let's yeah. get you back to rugby league, so we've got another platform, and we fucking go again. Go again, and we go, and we double down, also, and we rip. We, rugby league does not need Falau. Like, it, <laughs> fuck it's, no, you know what I mean? yeah. it just doesn't. It's like, mate. There's so many alpha males in rugby league as it stands. Yeah. Like he doesn't even. He doesn't move the needle like, or he does, but not he's like not. He he's not a top ten player not in like rugby league. Oh, he would be. I reckon. Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't know if he would. Well, look, who knows? But in rugby union, he was a fucking weapon, right? No, no he was. I'm yeah. saying if he comes back, I don't think he's top ten. I think he probably is. I think he could definitely like he. He was a generational talent, but it's the fact that rugby league constantly produces thrower after throbble where it's like. You know, when you left rugby league, Tommy Turbo wasn't a thing. Now Tommy Turbo's a thing, or fucking James Tedesco's a thing, or you know, I mean, I'm forgetting a shitload of Cameron Munster. Like you've just Pappenhausen, uh, Pappenhausen, Kalen P- Ponga, Kalen Ponga, like things. Josh things. Papali chasing down fullbacks. Josh Papali, Tino jo- Fa'asuamalaawis. You know, Tamalolo, I mean? Tamalolo. All these boys weren't fucking throwing their big weapons around. No, and then it's like you've come back and it's like, bro, we actually Cameron Munster set him, but that's all right. You got a short memory. Jake it's a big weekend. Jake Trebojevic, Ben Trebojevic, who I heard was fucking training in the back row, Eddie. <laughs> He can play in the back row. Fuck. Of course he can. Of course he can. He can play centers. He can play in the back row. He can play oh, wherever the, the fucking one. The versatility gets me wet, but that's not what we're talking about. Basically, we don't. The rugby league doesn't need him. No, it doesn't. Doesn't need him. The game is, despite COVID, in spite of COVID, as good as it's ever been. Mm. I think the Dragons kind of need him more than rugby league. Oh, Dragons need the Dragon needs. They need a facelift, bro. You know, they need you know like they've f- lost this year. I just got this list up. So apart from Cam McInnes, good Dioring and Tyson Frizzell, they've lost Ewan Aitken, James Graham, Isaac Luke, Tim Laffey, Corbin Sims, Tristan Saylor, and Jacob. Hurst. Where's Corbin Sims gone? I'll have a look. 
Who in God's name have they signed? Are they going to be able to field a team? <laughs> They've only signed Jack Bird, Daniel Alvaro, and... Jack po- Bird Poasa of fam. no Hemis left, fame. No, no, not Hemis of ACLs, ACLs and, and shits. And, yeah, but Jack Bird, if he gets right, is good. Corbin Sims going to Hull Big Kingston if. Rovers. Really? Mm. I think Corbin Sims is better than Super League. The Sims like Super League. They do. They do. They do. The They've Sims got a real affinity for Super they're League. They're a proud football. Super League family. They are. They are. They love it. They're they're rugby league royalty as a family. Oh, absolutely. They're rugby league royalty. But they do have an affinity, a soft spot, you might say, for Super League rugby league. Well, oldest brother Ashton of oldest brother fame. Oh, he's been playing he, a trade there was, for a decade. He's over in the Super League for fucking ever. He might have retired now. I don't think so. I think speaking he'd be of. Chin ponies. He had a good chin pony. He did have a chin um, pony. But Corbin now over there. Interesting. What, who the fuck do the Dragons have? No one. With the greatest respect. What's their, can you get up a predicted yeah. 13 for round one? They are very close to my spoon faves. All right, so Fox Sports have them with Matt Dufty at fullback. Yep. Cody Ramsey. And Jordan Pereira on the wings, Zach Lomax and Max Figai. Haven't heard of him. Mm-mm. In the centers, Jack Bird and Adam Clune in the halves. Paul Vaughan, Blake Laurie front row, Ben Hunt at hooker. Um, are they still got Tarek Sims in the second row with Jackson Ford? Well, they had Cam McInnes at 13 here, but he's gone. Now. No, no, he's still there. He's leaving. End oh, of the 20. Year. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Um, then their bench Tyrell, Fuyamono, Kate Ellis, Josh Kerr, and Poasa Fum. Pharmasuli. So a couple of household names there. There's a couple of household names. Not many, if any. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a joke. No, I know it is. I know. I get that. I get that. Um, weird. I mean, yeah, the Dragons have just always... I mean, it'd be tough to be a Dragons fan. Well, they still have Corey Norman. Where's yeah. he at? Uh, he's they, I, think he's re- I think they're re-signing Corey. Is he injured, though? I don't know why they haven't got him in the thirteen. Well, if they haven't, then it's Fox saying that he's not good enough to play. But they <laughs> they re-signed him for like two more years, I thought, or for for three years or something. For like it was like a two million dollar deal or some shit. Did maybe you say that, that. No, but maybe it was that they were talking about it. I just saw an article somewhere saying that uh, they were um, Hook was pleased with how he'd been training. Apparently, training the house down. Well, that's what you want to see, Tom. You know, if, if I run an eye over my cattle, I need to see I need to see them training the house down. I want to see collapsed houses everywhere. Yeah, you got to train the house down, down. shake the foundations. Absolutely, I that's want, what it's all about. I want earthquakes galore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me earthquakes, boys. Yeah, yeah. Give me earthquakes. Train the house down. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to uh, Payne Haas of, of fucking intimidating young gentleman fame. Uh, Payne's quickly becoming a fucking handful, isn't he? Yeah, and <clears throat> so for those who don't know, Payne an off-field handful. Yeah, he's already an on. He's already an on-field handful. But Payne got drunk. He was drunk with his missus somewhere, pregnant missus maybe, and they were having an argument. And then the cops came, and there's a transcript of all the shit that he said. Dave, get it up, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the cops trying to either get his ID or something, and it was just like, you know. When you see what like, when you see the sort of things like that, where the that the police have to deal with, not that I didn't already have respect for police, but you're like, and and it just it's just kind of like crazy to think of like some of the shit they have to go through, where. The transcript doesn't make for good reading. It's fucking wild stuff. It doesn't make for good reading. It doesn't make for like, oh, you know, they were treating pain badly and he was just Gene up. It's like, no, you are being like a real piece of shit. And 
very hard to deal with and aggressive as hell. Really aggressive. And if you go off the transcript, which and he's got, got, and but also he he's it's like he's been in trouble before. He's what twenty years old. He's been in the NRL for like two and a bit years, maybe. And you've already had two pretty fucking legit like dramas off field. One was where he lied to the integrity unit or refused to speak to him about a brawl, like a brawl at a fucking park footy game. Yeah, and then, what was that one about? Was he protecting his mate or something? His family or his That's mate family, or something. Something like that. And then this one where it's like, at one point he says to a female cop, what are you looking at? Because you're a woman, you don't think I'll touch you. Plus there was, wasn't there the one earlier in the off season where he gate crashed a party? No, that was, that, was, him? No, that was for Fafita. Right? And he had keys to the city. I think everyone forgot <laughs> that was that when David signed with the Titans, they gave him keys, they gave to, the him keys to the city. So, so he was actually you know, allowed to go wherever he wanted. Yeah. They just didn't think, and the thing's been dropped. He's fine. Um, well, that's because he had the keys, the to, the keys city. to the city, which is what we said. That's what we said. What the fuck are we talking about? He's got the keys to the guy. But if Payne said that to you, I would go, all right, Thank you. I'm no. going home. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for coming. Not Payne. Worth it. Look, Payne, you carry on, mate. You do you. You do whatever I'm you need to do. I'm going home. I'm out. I'm going to go. I'm going home for a shower. I'm going to. Here's my badge and my gun. Payne. I'm going to go I'm home. I'm going to run a nice bath. Yeah. I'm going to put on some music. I'm going to have a glass of wine. of wine and I'm just going to fucking de stress. Because <laughs> if you think I'm taking you on, bro, you've got fucking rocks oh, in your way. I don't need this shit. And like. I also don't trust my taser. No, You're no, too no. big. I don't trust this thing. I'm not killing you either. Not worth it. I'm not killing you. My taser probably doesn't have enough voltage. I don't think it's got enough voltage. Did I charge it? Is it charged? But also, you're the biggest, thickest man we've ever seen in rugby league, and you're probably only going to get bigger and thicker because you're like fucking 20 years old. He's not He's not done getting bigger and thicker. No, he's, he's not. He's not done. He's not even close to done. What's my taser going to do? Absolutely fuck all, and you're and you're already you're up for it. Like he's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. No, no, I'm not no, tasering up. an unsuspecting yeah. pain here. He's he'd, ready to rip. He'd rip it out yeah. and he'd go at you. And then there's also, I mean, just based on the transcript, Tom. Say you taser him. Say you get him down. Yeah. If anything, the taser. I don't think he takes that well. No, I think I think no. he goes home and stews. Yeah, I think he, he finds out where you live. He I doesn't th- respond well to that sort of. Uh, I guess. Uh, Commandeering of his uh, of him no. taking him down. No, I think no. the taser kind of charges him up even more as well. He just feels the vaults and he's like, now I'm even more hyped. Maybe up. it charges him up. Does he go super sane? He might. He might go super sane. Super sane pain, and then you're in real <laughs> trouble. If you've got super sane pain on your hands, fucking good luck. Go home, run the bath. And the thing is, he's quick. don't bother. He's quick. Of course, he's quick. So like, you need to if you, you the time that you've got to get from your little interaction with Super Saiyan Payne to the car, do mm. you think that you're quicker than Payne Haas? I'll give you the hot tip. You're not quick enough to get to your taser no, or your gun. Or your gun or your car. So what you need to do is get in the car and drive away. I'll I'll remind some punters and dribblers of Terminator 2 Judgment Day where the T-1000 is chasing down the car and it's one, and then he hooks onto the car with his metal hands and like they got to get him off. That's what it'd be like trying to drive away from Haas. He'd be fucking coming at you in the rear vision mirror. Particularly if he's gone Super Saiyan. Almost exclusively Super Saiyan. If he, pre-Super Saiyan, he'd be close, but I don't know. Like He he definitely catches you if you try and fill him with electricity. <laughs> if he gets in front of your car, your car's not going to move anymore. No, no, no. That's it. Unstoppable yeah. force, immovable object, pain wins. Look, in a roundabout way, what we're trying to say is... Not worth it. Not worth it. If you're a cop, not the, worth it. In this, in this situation, I don't think... The juice is ever going to be worth the squeeze. No. That's my opinion. Very expensive juice if you decide to squeeze it. Dude, very expensive. That's like cold-pressed fucking- Forget you know. cold-pressed, bro. This is like 
really high end. High shit. end, but like small bottle. Tiny. tiny hundred mils. Yeah, yeah. You paid like, thirty bucks for a hundred mils of juice. Yeah. Shit. Was that juice was with that the juice squeeze? With it? Well, not really, because I'm actually blind in one eye now and I walk with a limp. Yeah. Um but Payne, to his credit, and again I guess this is where it's different with Falao and all that sort of shit. He came out and apologized. He seems like he's I heard someone else say, right? Like this is just to provide another side of the coin for someone who's acting like a complete psychopath like like Payne was. His upbringing was pretty rough by the sounds that both parents went to jail, I think I read somewhere. There is a level of understanding or at least empathy I think you have to give with people where it's like, I can't imagine what it would be like. i got no fucking bearing. No, I get i got that. no bearing on it. Now, that doesn't mean you allow these people to behave this way. And at some point you have to rise above your upbringing. But that's very easy for me to say when, you know... Comparatively to pain, I've had the gym jam life, right? That's right. The other thing I'll say about pain versus say, pain, you know, and Lodge are doing this when they're running hot, when they're running super sane. Yeah. When you know what I mean? Sane. And sometimes their rage gets the better of yeah, them. Yeah, like us all. Like us all. Whereas Israel thing's like more cold and calculated, yeah, yeah. where he's like, fuck that. I'm writing this shit. I know it's going to offend people, but fuck, I'm putting it up I'm there. Anyway. anyway. Please don't do that. Please take it down. Nah. Please take it down. Nah. Please yeah. take it down. Nah. Yeah. You're offending people. Nah. We're going to sack you. I'm, you I'm know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Now I'm going to sue you. I'm going to get my 12 yeah. million. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something, like, there's something really fucking dark about you it. Like, Israel can have his own thoughts, but they were just like, please just don't put it on Instagram. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. You can't even blame being drunk. No. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's a cold motherfucker in some respects. Yeah. But Whereas did you, the pain did you, and Yeah. Well, did you hear about Payne Haas? Apparently, well, he's come out and said that... Um, he was kind of in a bad headspace and he was drinking heavily because of his brother's death, which, was, which wasn't too recently, but also... Look, I did um, see that, but yeah. I just also think there is also an element, which again, like I thank the Lord St. Peter Volandis that I haven't gone through any of the shit pain's gone through, right? Lost family members, all that sort of shit. But I bet there are people who have lost family members who go like, well, I didn't do that. Like, I'm not behaving like that. There are... These things don't excuse your behavior. They certainly make you be able to empathize more with like someone's, you know. But it's not like you're not mitigating gonna, circumstances. Mitigate, but it's like if you if he touched up that female cop, it's not like people can go, oh, his brother passed away recently and he was having a tough time. It's like, yeah, that sucks, dude. That's really horrible. But you can't go super sane on people. Like that's just not the way the world works. Well, luckily he didn't. Luckily he didn't. And again, like he's got to learn from. I think he's probably going to get suspended for saying that shit to the cop. That's just me. Like, I don't think you just slide back in the NRL and go like, sorry. That's Give that's, him a game. I'd be giving him more than a game, dude. You cannot, th- like that. That I reckon they'll give him a game. I reckon they'll give him more. I reckon, I reckon he should be gone for, I don't know if this is extreme. I'm just sort of thinking about how fucking ice cold it was what he said. And I get he was hammered, but like, that doesn't matter. Oh, my mate's a good bloke, but he's pissed. It's like, no, well, then he's just probably a dickhead. Like, you can't say that shit. Yeah, I get you. So, mate, I'd be going, I don't think it's, I don't know how many, I, I kind of, within reason, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty fair. Like, if they suspend him for two months, I'd be like, yep, like eight nah, games. Nah, that's too much. Apparently, he's looking at $20,000 fine as well as the suspension. Yeah. How long's the suspension? It doesn't say, but it says he will be suspended and cop a fine of over 20000 Yep. It's a chunk of change. Well, when Mitchell Pierce is getting fucking what? What did he get like hundred and twenty grand for fucking a dog? Twelve weeks going or like, something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's context. That was one of the most outrageous that is the, fucking yeah, things yeah. I've ever seen in my that life. Is, P.S. Yeah. That, that was 
ridiculous. What do you get? Twelve weeks? Are you yeah. serious? Listen, but Mitch was a serial like a serial. Yeah, but, but, but that was ridiculous. Still, I know. And they're fucking at RSPCA on the blower and shit. I'm like, bruh, come on. Yeah, that dog's fine. That dog's sweet. That like, dog was not uh, like that dog. That was... dog wasn't penetrated. Off, <laughs> let me say that. It was no Joel Monahan's <laughs> dog. He didn't penetrate that dog. No, dude. Let's not, stop saying he did. No, let's not pretend like he actually there was anything going on there other than a bit of tomfoolery. It was tomfoolery. It was tomfoolery with a poodle. But with that in mind, I think I think Payne's looking at fucking. He's looking at five, isn't he? He's looking at five weeks. He's looking at a month. Man, I reckon. Like you just have to be. You have to drum it into their fucking heads that this, it's not appropriate. But also, and again, this is a conversation we were having on the weekend. It's like the vast majority of players in the great game of all rugby league are all like decent, normal human beings. It's just gentlemen is gentlemen too much. No, gentlemen, gentlemen. Vast majority are gentlemen, but. There are a few in there that sort of unfortunately, and because of how scat some of the things are they do, but also how bizarre some of the things are that they do, a la holes of glory, They are, it's, it's hard not to be sort of tarred and feathered with the same brush, but it's unfair. But Mostly gentlemen. Mostly gentlemen. Where are we with rugby league? Um, I think we are... Probably done for this week, Eddie. Just trying to think if there's anything we missed. The f- oh, well, the uh, the rugby league fights this weekend. <gasps> Thank you, Dave. Now I hope you can. I hope there's betting markets for this because there will be. Hundred percent. I hope so. Why I wouldn't wanna, there be? Well, I don't know because it's like charity things and like. Mate, you can punt today on what color the fucking Gatorade Gatorade's going to be that gets poured on the coach. You don't think you can punt on some rugby league biffs? I hope so. Now, Dave, Tom. get the biffs up, please. Yeah. All right. We got. I'll put them up here. But Friday versus Mason. Um, it's funny because like Mason's bigger, but I I like Friday. I like Thido because... Is this a checky bet? Are we, are we throwing this? This is these? a checky. This is a checky. I like Thido because I just think that he's got a fuckload of mongrel in him. Yeah, and and I feel... And is he... Like, Willie's been longer retired than Yeah, Thido. yeah. Willie's been out of the game for a long time. He's been partying but, on boats and stuff yeah, for a while. Yeah, but then again, Thido doesn't exactly look like he's in comeback, Nick. So, who knows? I but, still feel Thido for some reason. But, yeah. but Willie's so big and rangy. That's a thing. But... How tall is Thido? And how tall is Mason? Mason would be 6'4", at least. With long arms. Yeah. Mm. I, maybe, I, maybe think, I may be going back to Mason. Yeah. Willie Mason's 195 centimetres. That's big. That is Sam big. Sam Thiday, 181. Okay. So Thiday's shorter than me. Yeah, he's shorter than us. I'm going Mason. Let's That's go a Mace. massive yeah, fucking yeah, height yeah, disparity, yeah, yeah. bro. That's fucking huge. All right, we'll go Mace. Now, Justin Hodges, Sandor, we all saw Justin get absolutely fucking folded by Darcy Lussick, a former Manly uh, star fame and of Battle of Brookvale fame. I'm going Sandor. I'm going Sandor Earl because he's younger, he's hotter, he's fitter, and Hodges is none of those things. Prince Carney's a ripper. Now, do you remember when Carney fought Chrissy Sandow? That was one of the great fucking horseshit fights of all time. Like, it was... It was dribbler central. It was just swinging wildly. If you believe what Carney says, he's been training the house down for this one. Wants it to be a different fight. Scotty Prince older, but more calculated. Well, he's a half. Well, he Chrissy Sandow was a half, but he was a wild man <laughs> as a half. 
So maybe this is a little bit Todd's more. Todd's a half as well. Were you talking is, about a half back? I was talking. No, look, I'm saying Scotty Prince might be a little more calculated than Chrissy Sandow. Oh, I think so. I, Scott Prince just feels like a bit of a professional. Yeah. Consummate. Todd Carney, though, is covered in tattoos. Now, this has got to be... What sort of lighting are we talking about here? Is this... Oh, bro, this is like this is like 20-watt. This is 20-watt bulb stuff, right? It, mate, honestly, it'll be hard to see him. Yeah. People ringside are going to have to get their phones out and fucking shed a bit of light on this This thing. has got to be the greatest night in Australian fighting history. Easily. Easily. The night of nights. February 12th at Tansville Entertainment and Convention Centre. I'm upset that we didn't work out a way to get cage side for this because this is again like this will go down in history as one of the great nights mango's fight <laughs> yeah dude mango and craig gower that's <laughs> yeah. fight of the night for me <laughs> that's fight of the night mango and gowie has to be fight of the night yeah. listen to listen to that punters and dribblers mango and craig gower of he's got some fucking wild yarns that yeah. can't holy <laughs> shit We've all heard it, haven't we? We've all heard it. (laughs) Mango against Craig is going to be an absolute... I'm going Mango because he's in his... He's in his own backyard. Yeah, I'm which going counts mango. for something. It does. Well, he's used to the heat, the Townsville heat. Craig we, Gower. We haven't said on Prince and Carney. Sorry, we haven't. I think Todd because of the age. Do you reckon? Okay. But I mean, am I? I just haven't seen Scotty Prince get into it. I don't know though. I feel like Todd Carney could take a punch better than Scott Prince could take a punch. Then Scotty's a tough Queenslander. He's, yeah, you know, I don't like, know. There's just. I just feel like Scott Prince will be like a full-on dark horse who just comes out like he might, he might know how to throw. We know what Carney's capable. True, of. true, and not much. No, it wasn't great. <laughs> what we saw of Carney wasn't great. So I guess just from like a safety perspective, you're probably better off just going Scotty. All right, let's go, Scott. I'm with you, Scott. And then we go Mango over Craig. Yeah. Of check his Wikipedia Gower fame. <laughs> um, Mango Junior Paulo Neville Costigan. Now this is a big boy session this one um i think junior paulo has it because neville well neville's older but again neville could be one of those hard it's tough with rugby league right like junior paulo looks like a fucking straight up psychopath though he does and he fought gallon and and was good like didn't get no i'm going junior same but it's just one of those things where like if you know when you see like blokes fight on a footy field and you're like oh i didn't realize how violent that man was underneath sort of the exterior but Mm. like once he lets his hands go yeah he's terrifying yeah um so we're gonna go with junior though neville we haven't seen enough of your bra and you're older josh papali ben hannett again you have to go with the professional footy player at this point don't you ben long time retired He's got like 400 kids. He's got to be tired. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? It'd be mm. hard to maintain the energy when you are... The, maintain the rage. Maintain the rage when you have 40 kids, right? I don't think I don't think so. So I think Papali. All right, so let's wrap this up into a checky bet. We're going Willie Mason to beat Thiday, Sandor to beat Hodges, Scotty Prince to beat Carney, Mango to beat Craig Gower, Paulo to beat Costigan and Papali to beat Hannett. That's right. What happened to the Australian? No, there, yeah, so there is also Justice the main Honey. event. Yeah, is Justice, Ju- Honey Justice fight? Honey's fighting James Porter in the main event. Bzzz, the Honeybees. Who's James Porter? I've never heard of him. Boxer. I'll find out. So is he going to be main event, Justice? Yeah, that's the main event. Yeah. Sick. Um, ja- not James Don't Porter, you the Catholic it. priest. Dude, for, I, 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 I'm going to get this pay-per-view. Definitely. It looks like he's an MMA fighter, James Porter. Well, it looks like he's not going to be around for long in that fucking fight then. 
Got some stats of his up here. How, what, yeah, what's... Fuck, he's jacked, dude. 135 pounds? He's five foot five. Bro, this, he'll get fucking killed. What the fuck? Are you sure? I mean, there's got to... This doesn't make sense. He's 5'5", five five, so 160 centimetres, 61 kilos and heavyweight? I don't think that's correct. It can't be. He's also from Seven the States. wins, five losses. There must be two fighters. <laughs> James Porter. Seven wins, five losses, zero knockouts. <laughs> this isn't him. This isn't him. It can't be. <laughs> Go James Porter, Australian boxer. They, they, that, okay, surely not. Bro, he's 61 kilos. Justice Honey would have 60 kilos on him. He's half the he's size. Five foot five. Yeah, no way. Hey, no way. Yeah, it, it hasn't got a lot on this James Porter guy, but this. Mate, it'd be hard to uh, try it's, and well, stick it's got, a, it's got his record career, and right? stuff here. What's his record? Hang on. Justice, Honey, JPH. Yeah, honey. former Queensland Cruiserweight champion. There you go. So they're not the Record, same. 10 wins, 5 knockouts, 6 losses. Age 38, right? This is plumber central here. Yeah, like, height, 182. Reach, so how, height, reach. Justice, Honey's a lot bigger. Yeah, he is. And what's this? Two wins, two knockouts. I mean, yeah, it's not exactly like Justice. He's honey. also 38. That's what I'm saying, right? They've thrown like an aging plumber. Like, this guy's almost bringing on apprentices oh, at this just, point. They love it, mate. They love it. And I love it. We love it. It's the best. It's the best. Justice not as large as I thought he was. No. 193 is obviously big, but it's not that big. Um, But it's a lot bigger than fucking James Porter. Friday, February 12. Clear the schedule. Oh, All right. Hang on. So James Porter here. This will tell you all you need to know. Just look at the venues of his previous fights. Love this. Okay, Boxing Event Centre, West Burley, Mantra View Hotel, Surface Paradise, Queensland Coast Hotel, Surface Paradise, Mansfield Tavern. This is the lighting in these places. It'd be fucking atrocious. The Gold Coast Turf Club, the Sky City Convention Centre, the Gold Coast Turf Club, Jupiter's Hotel and Love Casino, it. Broad yes. Beach. Jupiter's, 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 Jupiter's. He's always got a residency yeah, at yeah. Jupiter's here. The Cube, Campbelltown, <laughs> Sydney. Well, no idea what that is. Mansfield Tavern, Mansfield, fucking oath. Sega World. Mansfield of uh, Mansfield Mining Disaster, fame. That's Beaconsfield. Beaconsfield. I was a Beaconsfield. Was Mansfield Tassie, of Violent Soho fame, if you know the band. Yes, yeah, I do. Mansfield Tavern. There you go. There you go. Good stuff. Dude. That's the checky bet. Also, put that, Justice in. Yeah. Because Justice, justice is, is... But he'll be paying a dollar one. But yeah, you know yeah. what? Fuck it. Seven... Le- you know, eight That's one person. of the great collections of fighting venues, though, this country's got to offer. Absolutely love it. Dubbo RSL, the only one that was left off there. Well, look, that's his loss. What was hilarious that came out in and around this whole Falau fiasco was that when Falau joined Catalans, Le Catalans... Um, that the second he joined the team WhatsApp group, Jimmy Maloney started sending him gay porn. <laughs> but not just sending him one or two videos, flooding. Flooding him with gay porn. <laughs> that like If that isn't one of the great senses of humour, then what the fuck is? But that also, is genius. But also like um it's one of those things where it's like you almost wouldn't think to do it because you're like, fuck, that's inappropriate. But yeah, to have people like that who actually just don't give a who shit. Who back themselves ah. and rip in. It's fucking hilarious. We've always, we've long thought that James Maloney, 
who, you know, when he was in Australia, couldn't stop winning. But we've always known that he was a great larrikin, I think. Yes, yes. Modern day Brett Finch, if you will. Correct. Modern day, that's right. But when I heard that, he went to another echelon for yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's why. He went great. up another rung. Yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker doesn't quit, baby. Like, well, that's just one of the great trolls all time. Here is a major, major homophobe and religious sort of, you know, like... What's zealot? Is that the right word or am I just... I think so, yeah. Can you use Google zealot for me yeah. just so I can leave this place with a bit more knowledge and so can the punter and the dribbler? But let's call Flower religious zealot. Um, yeah, a member of fanatical sect. Yeah, pretty much. A He's a zealot. Partisan. He's a bloody zealot, punters and dribblers. You're welcome. To have Jimmy Maloney have such disregard for his outdated views just to send him, flood him, no less, loads and loads... And loads of gay porn is... And loads. And loads. is one of the great trolls of all time. And I think that it deserves... Plaudits. It deserves plaudits. It deserves much more respect. Like, it was getting respect, but it deserves, like, all-time status, I think. Mm. And I think not just that he was just flooding with gay porn, but also just... I'm sure there were a lot of other players in the team who were like, oh, Izzy Falau's joined the WhatsApp group. Let's be nice to him. Let's respect him. And James Maloney's like, you know what? Nah, nah bro. Yeah, nah. Nah, he bro. wants to be nah. out and about with his views. I'm going to be out and about with mine. Mm. Here's some gay porn. Yeah. Watch this, mate. Check this one out. <laughs> Watch you, this. You might spot someone you know in there. Do your mates ever send you those ones that's like, it looks like a regular photo, but then when you click on it and it gets bigger, it's, it's that just dude like, with a huge yeah, black exactly. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine it was something along the lines of that. My mates sometimes send me shit like that. Not like, not like out and out gay porn, right? Because that's sort of weird. It's always meant to be one that's funny, but... I'm not one to send shit. I, you know, maybe I'll forward it if I'm sent it. I guess that's how they get around. But, like, I've been sent some fucking rogue shit from my friends. But, I mean, they know that I'm not a religious zealot. So it's a little bit different, isn't it? It's completely different. It's a completely different situation. There's no zealot about me. You weren't, you know, f- sacked from a high-paying job because you were sharing, <laughs> sharing weird homophobic crap on your Instagram. No, I wasn't, Eddie. And thankfully not. That's the difference. That's the difference. Just in case you were to look confused. Because it seemed like you were. I'm just trying to guess, yeah, work through it in my mind. So, so what you're saying to me is because I am not a generational footballer, one of the highest paid in the country and sort of with you know a lot of eyeballs on me, and because I didn't then go and share homophobic music on my social media, for which I have a lot of followers, me and, and Flower are different. That's right. Okay. Look, you've nailed it. Fair call. So congratulations to you, Tom, and congratulations more than anything to James Maloney yep. for one of the big lifts all time. Yep. All right, let's dribble. Tom, Eddie, Dave, Punters, and the Dribblers, Outback Sack here of Eden and Jonah's birthday fame. Uh, just listened. Great listen. Thankfully, you only played my first and last. Thought I might have ruined the uh, podcast experience for myself. But I just wanted to um, ask you boys and the Dribblers and the Punters, uh, does anyone have a fantasy... Um, group that um, they're just so active that it's fucked. Um, we got in and currently in one um, and we have presses every week. Uh, <laughs> we also have power rankings. Um, we have two Instagram accounts for it, which include the defamation of multiple people within and outside the organization. One Facebook confession account. Um, and yeah, we just I just wanted to extend, can anyone beat that? Um, do you boys have a fantasy account where 
like it's just that active so you can't even look at your phone because it's just blowing up all the time anyway thank you soon cheers boys Bye. that sounds like a bit of a nightmare if i'm honest well that's that much activity that's yeah it's it's one of those things, though, but it's like, that sounds like fun as hell. Like, if you're all equally into it and on board, that sounds like the greatest fucking group ever. I think it's just more around the fact that it's like, you've got to be so active. That'd yeah. be hard for me. You can't have a job, it no. sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you basically are all putting in as much money as you can into this thing, and the winner pays himself for a year, an annual salary, and then everyone else is probably just like... Is that how it works? Centrelink. I'm assuming that's how it works, right? The winner gets an annual salary. And then the other guys are just on Centrelink. Mm. And then because you can't have a job. Yeah. And then it works well to the winner's advantage because next year you can spend more time on fantasy again because you don't have a job. I yeah, play fantasy job. every year and I put five minutes effort into it every week. Yeah. And I'm just like, why do I do this to myself? I did it last year. Why do I do this to myself? Well, we you can't the- win doing no. that. I got to the finals doing that actually and then lost in the final. But last year after the season stopped, I dropped off the face of the earth. Like I loved, I like doing the super coaches and we had a Hello Sport one. We'll do it again. I don't know if we owe someone a fucking hat for that. I think we do. I think we do. But it wasn't a baggy green. No, no, fuck no. But um, Also, I don't even know the fuck one. Well, they did reach out. Did they? Reach out again. If you're listening to this, reach out again. But um, There was a tipping comp as well. Tipping comp. And, a, and a, we'll do all that shit again this year. And we'll have some systems and processes in there run by one Well, we actually day. have an intern now. So things will be seamless. Last year was sort of like a, let's try this out, see if it works. Beta testing. It was beta testing. Now it's locked in. Yeah. It's legit. And we've got a guy to run it yeah. for free. So it works for everyone. <laughs> Especially him. <laughs> um, but yeah, that sounds cool. Um, shout out to the Eden and Jonah dribblers who I think are probably all still reeling from with anxiety from how scat their dribbles were last week look if you're not reeling you should be yeah you're Put not it self-aware enough <laughs> let's move on hey Tom hey Eddie hey Dave rest of the Pandy community uh, Robert here calling from Perth not gonna lie I've only just kind of started listening to the podcast but holy fuck once I got a hold of it I'm, I'm not let it go <laughs> um, I just wanted to know what you reckon about the St. George, Illawarra Dragons, my proud Red Bees. Um... We already did it. Thanks for the question. We've done Thanks it. for the question, bro, but we've already done the, the Dragons chat. So you'll still hear your voice on the podcast, but we're not answering the question. Just like if you want to listen to what we said, you can rewind and yeah, listen yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but the answer to the question. Thanks for jumping on board the podcast. Love that. Love that. Love that you're in Perth, which is like AFL heartland, but we're coming for the whole fucking AFL heartland, right? We're coming for the fucking country, mate. Yeah. Look, things are a little... Like, the, the uptake on the Western seaboard has been a little bit slower. Well, but, it's, but there's still uptick. Now it's flying. It's flying now. It's one of our fastest growing markets. We've never been bigger in Western Australia, I'll put it that way. Ever. We've never been bigger never than, been we, bigger are than we are in the West of this fine nation. The West loves us. Yeah, yeah. They've got a soft spot for rugby league in the West. Oh, they definitely do, but it's sort of sometimes it's got to be kept in the shadows because AFL people are such sort of like auto fellatio, you know, enthusiasts. It's hard when you leave your house and everyone out there's just auto fellatio in themselves. Yeah. It's tough. But we're getting we're getting we're making inroads. Yeah, big big time. Tom, Eddie, Georg, Dave, punters and dribblers. It's the uh, old senior growler here. Um, over the weekend, just to have a bit of a yarn, my uh, younger brother called to inform me that he'd uh, quote-unquote made it. 
referring to when you commented strong hat on a pick of him with a good friend Heath Estrange of Manly Premiership fame. Thank you for your service, Heath. Just the effect that uh, comment from the top of the Heath podcast has, I guess. He's also uh, so much of a fucking dribbler. But I've seen him write the dribbler hotline number on his forearm prior to when he's going out a night out before, rather than just save it on his phone. So I'll send you a pic for your DMs. But I just want to discuss a dribble that went that is without retaliation from the P's and D's. As it was, I think the last podcast of the year before the uh, best of 2020. And it was from a bloke who called in who was talking about sweet and sour sauce on a pie. Mm. Now, that shit is just not on. Disturbing. Like whether it's the pink Chinese version of the sauce or the Macca's variety, it's just plain fucking crook. That's the sort of shit serial killers do try to write in their manifesto. I wouldn't really want that uh, bar concoction given out to my worst enemies. But, uh, yeah, it's been grinding my gear since late December, so glad to get it off my chest. I'd also just want to have a bit of a yarn about the Tim Rigby and the Eden and Jones B-Day shout-out boys. Firstly, I want to start by saying that while I don't condone Big Casey and the Casey boys' dribbling behaviour, they did it first, and the rest said play on, and at least they were genuine. The dribble was organic, even if very cooked. Whereas these boys sort of called up and just took aim to set a goal, just outdo them, and outdo them it did, and the sheer volume of dribble, just an utter deluge of dribble. It was <laughs> astonishing. But is it sort of beta that you're just living in the shadow of the Tasty Boys and their masterpiece? Well, credit where credit's due, and that many dribbles isn't easy to manage whilst on the thick of the bend. Um, but, you know, like I want to know if all those dribbles are going to be compiled into a single edition, like the big tasting big dribble, so we can all poison our ears to the whole evening worth of dribbles. Maybe Dior could manage it between walking dogs and turning his back on his state. <laughs> I like that I could hear the tempo and voices change, though, throughout the afternoon and night, you know, five o'clock, beers, Aperol sort of rhetoric, eight to ten, you know, you could hear the revving up, bit of Red Bulls in the voice, which is all uh, play on. But hearing the glass Barbie reference coming at one or two was a bit crook. The last thing I wanted to hear after I battled through a fucking Monday is to hear blokes talking about getting on the crystal pistol. Very dark. Lucky Billy, the uh, dribble was saved by the vomit bucket in bed with the miso dribble, which is just commitment. Maybe KD can weigh in on this as our leader's 11. Get his thoughts. Maybe if KD deems it beta, they should have to have pies and sweet and sour sauce and you know send it in. D or Dave, you can also have one for your turncoat lifestyle. Anyway, boys, along with Danny Exotic and St. PBL, chips and excess gravy soon. Right? Look, I don't think there's going to be a standalone no. podcast. No. no, the no, answer, no. The answer, to be honest, is a flat-out no. No, definitely not. Uh, they don't deserve it. Now, listen, what they do... Yeah, as as he said, you got to acknowledge uh, it was a, it was an effort. It was a big effort from boys that were all cooked as fuck. And we can't, in good conscience turn our back on any dribbler who's just looking to, to go the big lift. Unfortunately for them, it was misplaced enthusiasm, but enthusiasm nonetheless. Eden and Jonah, initially they just wanted a birthday shout-out, and then now they have one of the most infamous dribble sessions in the podcast history. But, as you pointed out, doesn't hold a candle to the Tasty Boys, who, you know, are icons of the game. Well, they're pioneers, Tom. Yeah. It's all well and good to follow in a man's footsteps, but to trailblaze, that's tough. Yeah, exactly. That's rare. Yeah. To have an original idea, even though it wasn't an idea, it was just it just was happening was in front guy. of your very eyes. Yeah. It's rare, mate. It's Da Vinci stuff. Exactly. So look. The big, I think, the I think we all I think are... we all know I think we all know where the two dribbles sit. We all know. Yeah. And let's leave it at that. Correct. Let's move on. Let's move on.
Good dribble, though. And your brother riding the dribble hotline on his arm when he goes out. Yeah, what's that about? If there is crazy. actually a photo, we need yeah, to see it because that's fucking that. ridiculous. That's absurd. If anyone wants to get the dribble hotline tatted on them, I'd like to see it. Promising nothing. No, just promising saying that'd be funny to see. It'd be funny. Tom, Eddie, they are punters and dribblers. Um, probably here from the West Coast. I was just wondering what um, famous guitar solo in a song do you gives you the biggest chubby you just listen to it? For me, it's uh, the second solo, the David Gilmore one in Comfortably Numb. Holy fuck. I'm a I'm bad but when that comes on and kick ons or whatever, I'll literally just sit there and do the whole two and a half minutes air guitar solo. Strong. Oh gonna fucking bit randy thinking about it now. Anyway, <laughs> let us know. See you soon, line soon. Did he say it was from the West Coast? Yeah. I told you. Never what did we say? What did we say? Never been bigger in the West. Um look, I don't know off the top of my head. Look, was I more of a drummer by trade? Yeah, sure. Um but there's a lot to fucking go from. There's one that just comes to my head right now, and that's I don't know why. Because honestly it's not like I'm a I'm not like a humongous Jimi Hendrix fan, but all along the Watchtower, there is a guitar solo in that that will absolutely like if you had alopecia on your sack, you listen to that song and you grow hair on your balls again. Like that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? It cures alopecia. It cures alopecia, that guitar solo. Um, Hotel California, that harmonized solo there. Hotel California. Mm. You know, like I mean, it's a tough one, Eddie. I'm I'm looking at you, and I just you're not a we huge used to, music man. Right? No, so we're not. We used to we used to always watch fucking Angus Young, uh, ACDC oh, live yeah. at uh, live at Donington. I don't know where the fuck Donington is, but Angus just used to get up there and yeah. fucking rip, rip and tear. Yeah, and you go. The engine on this man, like him in the bedroom, must have been a thing to fucking oh, he'd, behold he'd because hump you to his death. stamina is ridiculous. Yeah, dude, he I saw I saw them live like must have been two or three years ago, and he was still playing those riffs like as fast as ever. Yeah, and looking like he's got a thousand wrinkles all over him. But I was he doesn't impressed. get mate, it, like again longevity. There is a, he was jumping around on stage doing his dances. And yeah, his shit. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous, especially how old they are. There's a uh, this isn't like a known guitar solo. There's, a I tell you, on- there's one I saw the other day. Mm-hmm. Fucking unbelievable. It was at uh, the Beatle who died second. George, Mark, George Harrison. George Harrison. It was at his like a memorial fucking thing for him and uh, Prince. This is exactly what I was just about to say. Have you seen Dude, that, it's, bro? It's one of the most it's, amazing things ever. It's like one of the most it's, amazing things I've ever seen in my life. So they're doing a cover of... Uh, uh, while my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, that's what it and is. And there's like Neil Young on stage, I think. Prince is up there. Uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. And they're all doing their... So probably not Neil Young at all. I think it's Tom Petty. But like, and they're all doing their bit. I think George Harrison's son's even playing. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And then... So the story of this video is, was that they all practiced this shit. Like they practiced the performance. And then as you see in the video, because they're all absolute pros, when Prince starts playing guitar... He just goes off script and basically just goes like, I'm just going for this fucking thing. Can we get it up? It's fucking wild stuff. It's like, it's it's the sickest, it's probably the sickest fucking thing I've ever seen in terms of like a guitar solo where you're like, he's just completely riffing and the rest of the guys on stage, because again, because they're like pros, they're basically just like able to, They've got the. It's like three minutes in probably. Technical capability just to allow him to rip and just go for it. 
And I was, to be honest, when I'd seen this, I didn't realize how fucking hectic of a guitarist Prince was. But he's no, like no, no, no. Dude, no. Prince is like underrated and insane musician. He played- Apparently he can play everything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he played all the instruments on his songs he released. Like he did- Yeah, yeah, I think that's everything. true. Right. Yeah. But this fucking solo, ridiculous. So- Yeah, just wait here. It should come in a bit. Because like then you'll see it come into Prince. Because you can't even see him. No. And he like sort of comes out of the dark. Yeah. start looking at him like wait what are you doing he's like i'm just ripping now There's like that was I'm I'm legit cutting goosebumps from that, but just the ability for like someone that's that talented to just like that's almost the coolest anyone's ever looked as well. Where he's just absolutely ripping, looking over under it, and they're all like, "Holy shit!" He's just Prince is going for it. Let's just let's just let him go. And then the end just throws guitar. He also falls off stage, gets caught, put back up, like the whole thing. Have you seen that before? No, I haven't. I've never actually seen that before. It's fucking dope. Love that, bro. Did that get you hard? Yeah, that was fucking sick. Right, so that on. answers the question. That's and it. it's, you know, I'm a big fan of Prince because he's, he's a short dude as well, you know? There you go. Dude, that's it. Short, like the... short recognizes short, yeah. baby. Mm. 
You got a bit of Prince about you, Dave. <laughs> you do a little bit. G'day, guys. P's and D's. Dio Dave. It's the uh, Adam Voges dribbler here. Um, just a quick one on your St. Peter Volandis statue. Uh, you probably wouldn't want to use Dynabolts because every uh, Tom, Dick and Harry can just come along with a spanner and um, pop, pop the, uh, the nuts off. So what you want to do, get a bit of chem set, a uh, bit of all thread, bigger the better. Uh, fucking wait for the chem set to go off, then gun up the nut to the thread and then weld the nut onto the thread and... Um, don't know what the end part was, no. but look, that all sounded pretty good to me. Yeah. Am I completely au fait with what he just, I don't know. No, no, dude, like, I don't know what the hell I know. I, I know that he's talking about welding nuts to threads. Things and like, that all sounds like, I like that. that. Oh, that sounded pretty good to me. I know that when you get the welding gun out that, you know, things happen. Exactly, and look, you know we're, I mean? we're not we're not encouraging anyone to do anything, but no, no, no. I'm just saying that sounded that pretty sounded good like to me. If I were to try and get something like a plaque onto something. That's how I'd do it. Now that I've heard now it, now that I've heard about it, but let's move on. We were bullish on Dynabolts. We were. I'm bullish on welding shit. But is now. he now saying Dynabolt then melt the bolt? I think he's saying just do what he said. Yeah, do what he said. Tom, Eddie, Dior, P's and D's, Saint PBL group chat, it's a kick and two dribbler, quick brushes with lame. I've just had to have a shower and hose myself down. I've just witnessed one Angus Crichton out in Bondi taking his new chin piece for a stroll. Mm. Uh, I'm afraid it got me uh, a little rigid. Not since Dave the Wolfman Williams has such a face piece, um, given me such a tingle in my Pringle. Uh, Crichton's work, it's, it's part sort of church youth minister, sort of part lead singer of Metallica. Boys, is it the goat goatee of all time? I want to know where does it stand in the annuals of rugby league facial hair? And also, what are the implications for junior footy across the country? Like, I remember when Rennie and Fooey had rat's tails back in 2013. You know, junior footy ovals everywhere were absolutely dripping in hot boy ratties. You know, likewise, Pappenhausen and his mullet from last year, you know, was still seeing it, you know, replicated out on the street. Every man and his dog's got a pap. Um, so, boys, I want to know what's the fate of Crichton's goatee? Where does it stand in the history of rugby league facial hairs? And um, could we maybe get Manscaped involved for some sort of, you know, partnership? You know, could, is there something there for Crichton and, and, and the fine people at Manscaped? Um, anyway, chin pieces soon. Beers soon. Great question. Is it uh, the goat goatee? I mean, look, I'm not 100% sure if it's a goat goatee. My memory is short and damaged from years of abuse, but... It's it, up there. It has to be up there. Because of its sort of uh, distance from, like, its ex- the, the amount of, like, uh, inches well, it adds it, to the chin. Well, put it from, from hairline to the tip of to his tip, goatee. That's, yeah. that's probably one of the longest faces. faces ever. Yeah. Like, when you look at it from the side, like that photo we put up, you're like, that's such a long distance. That's a huge distance. Like, that's a fucking hike. You could get lost. Easily. <laughs> You could be standing on Easter Island without that. If you don't follow the path, you, you fucking hell, mate. Yeah. And it gets dark, you're in trouble. You're in real trouble. Uh, it's it's gorgeous, though, right? And, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Like, how long does he want to go for it? How long does he want to... I think I think he needs to push the envelope. I think he needs to go for the record. Does it become a pony at some point? I think so. At some point it does. And then, I mean, what are the implications for junior footy? Now, listen, I was initially thinking that junior footy players maybe not pubically uh, developed enough to uh, get... Plenty of 18-year-olds, are there? 
And also, oh, seven well, I mean, I remember at school, 15-year-olds with full faces of hair. If I'm, a, ma- if I'm a man-child and I want to, you know, make a statement before I take the field, you rock out with a fucking goat who looks like yeah. ACs. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm pulling a hammy in warm-ups if oh, I see that. But also, I'm I'm not into it. scouts on the sideline going, did you check the kid with a goatee? He was fucking good. Yeah, yeah. you want to make a statement? Yeah. You want to get the scouts on board? You want to get put into pathway systems? You want to get noticed? You want to get noticed? You want to get that NRL contract one day? Rock the goatee if you can. If you can. And if you can't, glue one on. I think another goatee, while maybe not as well manicured, but certainly quite iconic, was Tony Carroll's. Tony's was good. Tony's was a set and forget goatee. But Tony's mm. was always pretty similar, right? Like yeah. he didn't... He didn't change mm. it. But but same with like Robert Whittaker, great goatee, but it is what it... Like it it is what it is. Same. You know what I mean? Another... My favourite face piece, I think, was Brad Myers, though. You remember this oh, guy? Oh, yeah, big Brad. Yeah. Oh, red fucking... The Ginger red beard. Ninja. He looked like the fucking wildling from Game of Thrones. He did. It's a serious piece. You'd be excused for thinking that were the same the person. The same person, yeah. Um... Wolfman's obviously for us. It's probably the greatest. Um, but yeah, look, good question. I don't know if it's a goat goatee. I think it remains to be seen, but it's on part. It's on a trajectory. Look, he's on track. Put it that way. If he puts his back into it, anything's possible. Yep. Yep. And the dribblers. Uh, this one's more of a message to Nilso of No Name Fame. Um, he's given us a tip, and. That donkey needs to go to the glue factory. The bopper, no good. Cheers for fuck all, Nilso. Gotcha. Beer soon. Look, I will say that, you know, if you're following Nilso's tips, you're prepare, on, prepare to be let down. Yeah, well, it's your own fault there. Like, you're, that is your fault. Like... I don't wake up in the morning going, holy shit, I like where are Nilso's tips? No. I think I Nilso sent today. us those tips as well on we, the weekend when he saw it at the races. Did and we I follow just, them? No, of course not. Of course not. I ignored them. We don't have rocks in our head. No. And we won. And we won. Oh, we won. shock horror. Yeah. Not using his tips. Yeah. So, you know. Shout out Look, to Look, you made your bed, bro. Yeah, you did. Don't blame Nilso. <laughs> no. He's blame yourself. To, he's there trying to help, right? Nilso is just coming at you like, here, I got He's some not coming here. with bad intent. He, he wants to help you out. Now, yeah. it's your fault for thinking that they were going to be good. Yeah. Because in what world would they be? They were never going to be good, and never. that's your fault. And now you're trying to rinse Nilso. You're the idiot who took him. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame. Never take Nilso's tips. Never. Unless you want to lose. Yeah. Then take him. Do the opposite of what they say. Exactly. And you might win. Move on. Yeah, g'day, gents. Steno. Just want to shout out Disciples of St. PBL and a big fuck you to Nilso. I'm going to go, uh, nickname you now Nilso No Bets because you get fucking shit tips. The Bopper Race 7 Randwick. Fuck me, Nilso. Fucking hell. Righto. See you soon. I mean, see this, above. This says all that you need to know about the disciples of some PVL chat group of who I don't know the fucks in there, but you know whatever. But like, they're all absolute dead shits, right? With the greatest respect, absolute dead shits. The dribblers, the tips that would be going around in that group would be poison, failures, absolute shit house tips every week. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, fuck Nilso's got some tips. Let's all get on him." And then again, you're upset at Nilso. But they obviously went hard because they've called in. Yeah. Back-to-back dribbles. Yeah. Again, Nilso. And you can hear the devastation yeah. in their voice. Nilso bears no blame for this. How can you? 
you know you, you know what you're buying. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not like it's not like are you going in blind? No, exactly. It's on you the, know what you're buying. You know what you're buying. If you listen to this podcast for more than two seconds, you know what you're buying. And you're in a you're in a chat group with Nilso, so you've heard his rhetoric. You know that that Nilso again. We're we love Nilso here, but I mean. One of the great dribblers of all time and a turncoat. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and his tips are shit. Not surprising. Let's move on. I'd love another one bagging him, though. Yeah, g'day, Tom, Eddie, punters, dribblers, Dave. Just wanted to call out Nilsa, the oh name of Castrian, on his, um, on his shit tips. Just quote him. The boys will love me when this gets up. Get fucking confident, you cunts. Let's fucking go. And that was uh, race seven at Ramwick and it ran second last. Uh, fuck you, Nilsa. Yeah. Again, like if you read that from Nilso, yeah. you know you're in for a shocker. Yeah. How could you possibly read that? Is there another one? There's another one. Uh, Tom, Eddie, Dior, it's Grandpa Joe. Just a quick one. Um, warning to P's and D's don't listen to Nilso when he gives you fucking racehorse tips. Um, cause his no, that's tips what we're are, saying. Are, they're awful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, be soon. No, don't listen to Neil. So when he says to you boys get excited about shit, you should be going. That's like red flag. Obviously, I'm not going to do this. That's such a red flag. Mm. It's like a girl telling you she loves you on the first date. Like, oh, oh, whoa, girl or guy, or guy, girl or guy, red flag, red flag. Oh, don't. This is too much. Oh, we're moving Neil too so. quickly here. The, we're moving too quickly here. The boys are gonna love me when this. Like Nilso's already called at home. Yeah. He's already called at home, which in the racing game is sacrilegious. If you're whipping at home and your mate goes at home, it'll lose every time. Yep. He's whipped this thing home before it's even left the gate. Red flag. I don't know what to say. I feel like I'm. I'm fucking. Teaching life lessons. Life, life lessons to children. That's though, exactly like, right. Yeah. Y- y- come on. You guys are be better. Now. Be better. But also, like, again, you're all dribblers. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the Bellevue dribbler here. Um, Believe me, these are him. These are the. Am I? Am I? Are we here with Tom? Oh, this guy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside the Bellevue. Yeah, this is me getting commandeered by dribblers. Do you remember this? I didn't know. I didn't know he was actually calling. No. But yeah, there you go. I, I, I vaguely do actually. Now that it's finished quickly, I wasn't. But I was like, is he on the fucking hotline right now while he's talking to me, or is he talking to a friend? But yeah, that was again good fellas. But I was, you left me for fucking dead. You went for like an hour, and I was like, where the fuck is Eddie gone? And so I was there, you know. Just fucking dribbling with dribblers. Great fun, though. That dribble was shit, but that's to be expected. Good night, though. Great night. Great night. Uh, hello, punters and dribblers. Uh, this is Wollongong. Um, I'm Tokani. I'm a first-time dribbler, and I'm about to be a first-time bubbler. That's right. I'm about to do Tokani and piss in my own mouth. Anyway, I'm here celebrating Brock's 21st in Randwick. Um, no one got up. Guys, one bloke. Been a pretty shit day at races and uh, punching wise, but good times fun wise. Anyway, I'll run on. My bet is um, AJ Brimson is 20 times the player Kevin Ponga will ever be. Uh, 2021, he will overtake. Cameron Ponga in our uh, best fullback, and he will outbeat 
Kalen Ponga in the origin spot and get a number one jersey. Um, yeah, again, shout out to Brock. He's 21st. Um, Emmett, uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. So wish me luck as I piss in my own mouth. Todd Carney, 2.0, over and out. Do you reckon he pissed in his own mouth? You know what? I actually wouldn't put a past him by the sounds of it. But no. I'd like to believe he would, Eddie. I'd like to believe he's a man of his word, yeah, a man I'd of like honour, a man of integrity. Yep. I'd like to think that. Yeah. Will AJ Brimson be better than Callum Ponga this year? Look, I don't think that I don't I don't necessarily agree with him, but I don't. Well, like the, the the Titans are looking pretty good, but I don't know. Like I don't think that's like the wildest thing that's ever been said in the sense that like Pong is a fucking Pong is a great player. Pong is like good and bad games are pretty much all like between seven and tens, right? Like, mm. And Look, I AJ's think getting up there. AJ fucking ripped in Origin, didn't he? From memory, yeah. that game before he got like so yeah. AJ's a fucking weapon. So AJ had a great season. He needs yeah. to back it up though. Yeah, he needs to back it up. A lot of players don't. I'm not prepared to say you're wrong. I'm not say, like that's not. I'm not like. Or is it a wild, stupid call? Like this isn't like Doug Bollinger's Australia's best left arm bowler. Correct. Like we got last week. That was ridiculous. Man, but was um, anyway, yeah, bubbler soon, bro. Yeah, hey boys. Uh, so to the dribblers bringing up last week, bragging about how they're fucking budgies. Norgie's a fucking rat's ass cunt. Like, fucking live in the real world. Anyway, thanks for your time. Fucking dribble on. Catch you later. <laughs> oh, I like that. Fucking licking there. I like that. I like that. All right, that was good. I don't care one way or the other. No. But, you know. I respect it. I respect, I respect it, his yeah. opinion. Yeah. Fucking oath I do. Proper. I don't know your names. I listen to the podcast. But guess what? I'm here for a dribble. Right? And T20 is not the dribble. Fish. Fucked if Dan Christian ever, 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 ever goes to this game again. He's fucking hopeless. This bloke's had a couple of beers. Oh, now we got that out of the way. See you later, dribblers. That sounded pretty good. I, he's for, come back with a second. Okay, yeah, we'll give him another go. Seconds. He was talking about Dan Christian. I've been saying he's no good and Dan Christian. Right. You don't know who I am. Or I don't know who you are. I think you know who we are. But I want to go schooner for schooner. <laughs> dribble for dribble. All day. He's got laying on the All floor day. of his kitchen. All day. Like, you know, yeah, he's laying down. Yeah. You could tell. There's not much gusto. Oh, well, nah. Let's go. Short of breath. To the best dribbler is. Get back to me. He wants to go dribble for dribble with someone. Who wants to call him out? I don't know. Yeah, is he saying? Well, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if we need that in our life. <laughs> Certainly not on the hotline. But um, yeah, Dan Christian, who I think he was shitting on in the first dribble to get a little twenty twenty on you. He's won the Big Bash four times mm-hmm. with the Brit sixes. or five times? No, sixes. He- twice. Six sixes. Twice. Sixes. No, no, Sixers no, won, he sorry. He wasn't last year. year. Oh, he, he won Sixers. He won Renegades 2019. He won Brisbane Heat in 2013. And South Australia? Yeah, he won the last ever non-Big Bash T20 comp as well. And, and then... As well as that, he's won, he won the Hampshire England T20 Cup in 2010. 
He won with knots in the English T20 2017. He won the CPL, the Caribbean one, 2017. Yeah. He won South Africa 2018. And he won the English one in 2020 as well as winning the big So he cup. just hasn't... The only one is the IPL that he hasn't done yet. But it's What like, the fuck? And yeah. he's like 30 fucking something years old as well. He's old as fuck. He's a Bro, that's one of the... That's probably the greatest T20 resume yeah, ever. He's 37 as well. And he like almost won like five, six games for the Sixers this year. Like he wasn't a passenger. Yeah. He was so I don't know there. what I don't know what that guy definitely laying on the floor of his kitchen. Look, he like he's if that was his first dribble for dribble, it hasn't gone well. No. I half expected to hear the fridge door beeping in the background because he's left it open. I think he, he might have been on the floor the of the oh, next to the dunny. Mm, that as well. That's where I've placed him. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Cold tiles. Yeah, really cold. They felt cold. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, goodness. Dribbler caller from the West Coast here. Yeah. <laughs> what do we um, fucking say? Of um, failed rugby league and rugby union fame. Um, I just kind of just like a. I want to get your opinion on this. At the end of Space Jam, when Michael Jordan hits that kind of slam dunky thing with all the monsters holding it back. Would that be three points? Because he was from fucking half court or some shit. Oh, fuck, it's my turn. He was at half court. He didn't he touch the rim. He kind of threw it in like Blake Griffin style. So, he that, that was three points, though. That's three points. Yeah. Because, I don't know. It's been keeping me up for some, for some time. I just thought I'd pass the bird on to someone else. Because anyway, it's feet, right? Yeah. See you soon. Mm. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Mate, that's a fair question. I'd say it's a three. It's a three in my book. Mm. That's Plus, a great point. I think if he was getting held held back as well, he would have got an extra free throw. He should have well, got. Well, it's actually a four point play. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't know if they had you know NBA like basketball aficionados in the room to sort of you know make sure that it was historically or factually accurate. No, feels like they should have. But also, maybe if it was just to win the game, there's no point in taking the one point. No, but he didn't get three points. He got two points. But it won the game, did it not? Yeah, it did. But. The point still stands. Yeah, the point where it should... Obviously, the score's wrong. The final score is wrong. Yeah. Look, all we're pointing out is that there's potential there for a four-point player, and yeah. it should have been and a three-point. And he was, he was robbed of two points. Um, fair call. That's a great dribble. Yeah, it's a great point. Fair point. I can't knock that at all. But put it to bed now. You can get back to sleep. We can confirm that that was, that was a robbery. Hey, guys. Just the Beetle dribbler here. Just want to say, um, Dior Dave... Even though you're an intern and you're a turncoat, you get a lot of hate. I just really appreciate what you do. Well, that's nice. There Every day. That's nice. Of the that's week. That's really sweet. Just want to say thanks, mate. And uh, um, yeah, just, I love you. Wow. And if anyone tells you to fuck off like that bloke the other week, just say, mate. Um, I own a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. Thanks, man. Bye. There you I go. Love you. Isn't that nice? 
He's obviously doing that in front of his missus while he's. I like Dior Day of appreciation posts. I appreciate that. The Beetle dribbler, thank you. Especially while his wife's in the room as well to confess your love to someone else. I know. She's especially like she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, But yeah, no. Dior Day of appreciation posts Mm. uh, are lovely, and you got it. You got one on the P's and D's page recently as well. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, which was nice, and I think my brother went in to back me up as well, which was nice of Jake. So thanks. When you see that there was, you know, that dribbler last week or the week before who was just wasted and vitriolic, we're like, Mm. mate, that's not what this is about. That was just mean. Back off our fucking Eeyore Dave. <laughs> He's our Eeyore. He's our Eeyore. He's our donkey. <laughs> Let's move on. G'day, punters and dribblers. White line in here. Just calling in to uh, shout out my mate Ricky, a.k.a. Rico69 at Hotmail.com for his birthday this Monday. Uh, happy birthday, mate, and boys. Just as a question in honour of Ricky, we talked about man-childs last year on the potty. Uh, what's the opposite of a man-child? Ricky was, a, in his younger days, a rugby union winger who couldn't run, couldn't catch, was absolutely hopeless. But as he got older, he developed into a trucker of nut front row of rugby league fame and became a pretty decent player. Anyway, thoughts on that? Cheers. Happy birthday to Ricky, was it? Yep. I that. Yeah, I think yeah, Ricky. I think Ricky. Uh, I think you call those ones late bloomers. You know, those. Well, listen, there's late bloomers who are like tiny, tiny, and then out of nowhere they sort of shoot up, thicken up, and start playing good on us hard, nut truck and rugby league. <laughs> or you've got your late bloomer who never really. Or you've got your little tough nuts who are like Jeff Tuvies of the world. Never tough. got big, but they're just tough as fuck. Grass cutting tackles, play above their weight, pound for pound, real tough. You know what I mean? Just pound for pound. Pound for pound. He, uh, I was at Balgala Bunnings the other yesterday getting a lawnmower for Tim uh, and noticed that it had been opened by Jeff Tuvey and I thought, that's a nice touch. Jeff opened the, the, bunnings, the bunnings at Balgala. I wouldn't mind getting You should have got a shot, Eddie. That's content, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I'd love to see. I think that a lot of the Bunningses are opened by people of note from the areas. I think that's a, that's a nice touch. That Isn't that a does. nice touch? Yeah. Like you stick your mitre tens up your ass. Mitre ten don't do that. Nah. Te- why, why? Why'd masters fail? You know that those fucking the the rip off the competitor bunnings. Yeah. They weren't getting opened by well, old rugby league players. Yeah. Well, they're not bloody engaging the community. They're right? not engaging the community. And every time you walk in, you're reminded that it was over by Jeff, and you feel safe. Yeah. Jeff there with a the fucking no, it wasn't a huge pair of scissors. He's a small man, and he cut the ribbon and. But he cut it with vigor. Oh fuck! Of course he did, mate. Do you know what I mean? He didn't, no, need, he didn't need one chop, bang. Yeah, well, there's nothing, no no task too big for, for old Jeff. No. Again, pound for pound. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Hunters and Dribblers. It's the stats man back for one last dribble about God's summer game before we turn our attention to God's winter game. I just wanted to weigh in on the captaincy debate that you guys have been having when Tim hangs up his gloves. Should it go to Smudge or should it go to Pat Cummins? So looking back through history, Australia's only ever actually had 46 test captains, and, and this includes all the all the ones who stood in, like, for example, Gilly. Shane Watson captain one time when Clark wasn't available. That's a good one to keep up your sleeve for pub trivia. Anyway, of the 46, 35 have been batsmen. The best was... Steve Waugh, in the games he captained, had a 72% win ratio. And also, Bradman had the best win-to-loss ratio for every five 
he won it five tests for every one that he lost. But then I guess Bradman had the advantage that every test he captain, he had a guy at number three named Don Bradman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, turning to keepers, there's only ever been three. And Tim's actually our only ever permanent keeper. The other two were fill-ins, uh, Jarman when Laurie was injured and Gilly when War or Punter were variously injured. Tim's had 11 wins out of 23, which is 48%, which is nothing to sneeze at. And then looking at the bowlers, we've had eight bowling captains. You've got to go back a long way. There was, uh, in the 1890s and 1900s, four out of five captains in a row were bowlers. Uh, there was one guy in the 20s, and then in the 50s and 60s, three out of four in a row were bowlers, culminating in Richie Benno. And if you look at all of them, they captained for 85 tests, and won 44 of them, which is a 52% win ratio. Uh, uh, just by comparison, Smudge has a 53% win ratio. So if we're looking at who our next captain should be, there's nothing really in the stats to say that Pat Cummins is going to do a bad job. If he's a good, uh, uh, tactically can read the game and is a good manager of men to get the best out of them, then the only thing stopping and getting the job is our prejudices. <laughs> Bro, I love the stats, man. The stats, man's so <laughs> the good. The stats, man, is so good. Whoever fucking... Some, didn't someone say yeah, they didn't like it? Dickhead caught on was like... Ugh. It was like, no, What's not dude. to like about that dribble? That was an interesting dribble backed up by stats and facts. And, and no figures. one, no one's prepared to go out there and do the hard yakka. That man but he goes is. a big lift. That was a fucking interesting yard. That was sick. That was unbelievable. Yeah, that was. I love the shit that out of that. That topped his last one, I think. That was better than his last that one. That was. That was the best one we've seen, heard out of him yeah. easily. Thanks, Stats, man. You feel, you've got a free reign on this fucking show, bro. Keep calling in, bro. Keep calling in. So basically what he's saying is like... Keep your prejudices in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pipe down. They've got no place here, no. is what he's saying. Yeah, not in 2021. I still don't think we have... a. You know what he's done though A little bit Is he's muddied the waters Because then you're like Well fuck Now I really don't know No Now I have no idea Now is I've it, got no fucking Is there clue. a difference In modern cricket to, to you know Prehistoric cricket But also Is Cummins a leader of man I don't know Is he a, is tactician? He a tactician I don't, I don't, don't know. know There's a lot we don't know He's hot though He's fucking hot And as you've said before Ignoring the opportunity To have Maybe the hottest cricketer Of all time Skipper the nation is that something you pass up? Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe it is. I don't know. Does it distract people in a good way, in a bad way? Hard to say. Good it's dribble. A lot though. to think about. Good dribble. I wonder if there are stats on hot players. Probably not. Probably not. North Sydney Bears dribbler here. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to my girlfriend, Maddie, scoring her first ever try playing rugby union on the weekend. Yes, Maddie. She actually scored it playing for the other team, the opposition. I just wanted to ask a question. If you boys get fired up, if the coach ever puts you on the opposite team, if you've ever experienced that. Uh, Queensland never, Northern Seagulls never, Manly never, VB soon, bloke soon. Cheers. Congratulations to Maddie. I... It's funny, I haven't even really thought about it. I reckon probably when I was real young, like when it was like junior days. When you're young, you had to. Mm. Yeah, to there was always there the was always team. bit light on the other side. Yeah. Always. Um, look, I think at that age, it was like just about getting a game, right? Having a run around. I like that Maddie scored though, because it's like a fuck you to the coach. It's like, yeah, yeah, so sure. Sure. 
turf me to the other side. Watch mm. what happens now. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna rue that. You're gonna you're gonna bloody. That's a that's a big mistake. Yeah, maybe the worst you've made. Yeah. Um, like that, respect that. Respect that. But I mean, I don't have any comments on that outside of yeah, I did when I was playing junior. Yeah, I'm sure I did when I was younger. Don't remember it. Did we probably score as well? Yeah, we probably did. Uh, was I a handful on the other side? Probably. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Because you you always play with less fear because you know your opposition. You know yeah, you're yeah. up against. You you're actually witnesses. you know you're unshackled you're to some a degree. Player. You're unshackled. Yeah. And there's no expectation. No. Nah. But they don't expect you to go to the big lift and big get lift and start and beat the other team. That's yeah, right. I'm not, no sleepers here, mate. You're not gonna you're not gonna Robbie Dean's. Me. That's right. That's right. Nice. <laughs> Great start, Tom Eddie Dior. Um, it's the North Stradbroke dribbler here. Got two brushes with Lane in one night. Started the night off meeting Chris Lynn at a bar on in New Farm. He's actually a pretty top bloke, um, and he loves Red Bulls. Uh, second, brushes with Lame. This one's even worse. Uh, met Corey Norman and the Miso outside of Cloudland. First of all, if it's a Saturday and you get choose to go to Cloudland, you're a fucking flog. And he has an absolute agenda, Corey Norman. Yeah, he's soon. He's got a second dribble. What does that mean? I don't know. He's got an agenda. I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm trying to read between trying to the lines, yeah, and I, I like, can't. Is that, I don't know what that means. Uh, Tom, Eddie, Dior, it's the North Stradbroke dribbler again. I've just been enlightened to the fact that I actually met Corey Parker, not Corey Norman. <laughs> it was Corey Parker who I was talking to outside of Cloudland. That goes to show how much of a brushes with lame that was. I was also thinking, I was like, Corey Norman's surely nuts deep in preseason. What's he doing in fucking Stratty? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But then I was thinking, well, he wasn't named in the 13. Like, you know, yeah. Maybe yeah. he is injured and he's up at Stratty letting his head in. I don't know. And now I'm even more confused about what agenda Corey Parker has. Because I can kind of guess a Corey Norman agenda. I but I don't Corey know what he Parker meant. Agenda. Like, yeah, it was just like Corey Norman might have an agenda to go get fucked up and go chase some birds. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and maybe that's that sort of agenda. Corey I don't know what Parker's Corey Parker's well. agenda. Mm. Make of that what you yeah, will. Yeah, that's a bit of a vague one. Hey, Don Tom, Eddie Dion, Hunters and Dribblers. Uh, the Mossman Cowboy Dribbler here. On my way from Longreach to the big city, just crossed the border back into the God's country, and about five episodes deep, loving the work, boys. I've got a question, though. Big time Manly Seagulls supporter. Who's better? Or who is the. How does the Trevojevic brothers stack up against the likes of the Stewart brothers? Yeah. So keep listening there, boys. Love your work. It's a I mean, great question. It's a great question. And we get it a bit. We do. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. What I will say off the bat is. What other club could replace two legends with two more legends? With two more legends, brothers. literally like a season apart. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Storm only did three legends with another three legends. Uh, brother legends, bro. brother legends, Bro- oh, okay. brother, brother legends with brother legends yeah, yeah, in the yeah, same yeah, position. Yeah, 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 Dave, pipe the fuck down, bro. Um, it's a hard one because obviously close personal friends uh, with the Trebojevic is really you know like good mates. 
And the but the the Stewart boys are dripping in premierships. And that but the Travojevic boys know that. Yes. And they all they want is to mirror their idols. Yes. So they're comfortable with us saying this. They're also very early on in their career. It'd be unfair to try and hold the Turbo Bros to the same standards of a full career's worth of Stewarts who have played in four grand finals, one, two, robbed of two, played for the state, played for the Clive country. Churchill, the middle Clive in there Churchill, as well. Clive Churchill, all that sort of shit. Now, Tommy, you could probably argue, if we go on Tommy and Stewart, skill set-wise, Tommy has more. Tommy has got raw, unbridled talent. High ceiling. Sprinkled with a little bit of Hello Sport hamstring in there. And then Jake, you'd say the same comparing to Glenn. He can hit like a motherfucker, play in the middle, play in the back row. Ball play. Ball player. Again. But do you think that that's kind of more of a requirement of the game now than it was when kind of Stewart and Stewart were playing back in the day? But kind of you, would, you could make the argument of... you could make the argument that Jake is one of he's close to the best forward in the fucking game. Mm. Glenn was always up there, but Glenn was probably never the best forward in the game. He played for Australia. He was fucking awesome. Like, he was great. He was one of the great players in the game, and he's a legend of Manly. But it's hard to argue against Jake. Like, Jake kills people in defense, has sleight of hand in attack, and, uh, you know... Doesn't stop trucking nut. Doesn't stop trucking nut. But facts are facts. The Stewart boys have got two premierships. Yeah. And the Travoyeviches are yet to get theirs. They will. They will in time. This year. But premierships count for everything. Yes. In the game of rugby league. Yes. And they would say the same thing. They would say the same thing. But it's not really a matter of who's better and who's worse. It's more just about what you're doing. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I think it does. Um, Also, I don't think... You know, we're talking about how to be an honour to get snapped in half by Jake. Uh, Tommy said in the old DMs on the weekend, it was like... Something about teeing it up. And I think he was making a joke, but I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And then Jake hadn't heard last week's podcast, which is a shame on him. Obviously, that's disappointing to hear. And he was like, wait, what? And I was like, Jake, we want you to snap us in half. Testing the waters. And we're just basically trying to work out where is the best place for us to get hit, upper body, hips, ankles. Look, we're talking to doctors. We're talking to people that, you know, with medical knowledge to yeah. see that we can avoid, you know, lasting irreparable I don't damage. want to die, but no. I want to get snapped. And mm. I mean, I think that, you know, sometimes with this podcast, people can think that maybe we're just having a laugh, having a joke. It's like, Jake, when you do hear this and you best be listening this week, brah. I'm seriously asking if you can snap us at some point, if we can tee that up. We're going to be wearing a suit, though. We'll wear some sort of safety suit and we'll film it. But I would love to be snapped by you and then maybe this becomes a thing where we just talk athletes into you know like allowing us to experience what the game has to offer in short little bursts because I'm never going to be able to run down the wing and score a famous try grub a past the winger and regather but I can get snapped <laughs> that's possible that's possible could well, face will a- it be origin intensity probably not but it doesn't need to be no doesn't could face a Pat Cummins bouncer yes it's all good stuff even a Steve O'Keefe fucking offie maybe a little <laughs> it's all good stuff anyway let's go yeah, shout out to Steve O'Keefe as well, who just won his third with the Sixers. We yeah. didn't mention Steve that O'Keefe going yeah. the big lift. Friend of the show. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Punters, Dribblers, Chicken Corner, Dribbler. Back for another just quick dribble. Um, look, this is just this is just a, a bit of a help uh, dribble. Stephen O'Keefe has said he might retire. I don't want him to. I think we need the Punters and the Dribblers your help to keep him going one more year so 
can we redirect the attention from Kelly Slater towards O'Keefe? Maybe hashtag one more year. Um, keep getting your thoughts, boys. I just think too much of a character to lose. Um, Alrighty. See you soon, Massage soon. Chicken coma soon. O'Keefe wicked soon. See you later. Yeah, look, I don't think Sock should be retiring. Mate, he's still at the top of his goddamn game. Why would you retire? When you're a champion. Champion, still at the top. I know you might be like, I want to go out on top, but it's like, mate. No, but you can go again. It's Big Bash. It's not like it takes that much of a toll no, on the body. No, no. Mate, like respect. you can play Big Bash to your 50. Yeah. With someone as good as you. Yes. That's what I'd say. So, Chicken Corner Dribbler, couldn't agree with you more. Um, happy for you to start the hashtag, tag us in it, and then we can kick it off. Because I think, you know, you want to you spearhead this thing. We'll then get on the back and we'll like draw attention to it. Mm. I think that's probably the way to go though, right? Easy. Um, but is that it? That's it. Boom. Um, reach out, Kelly Slater. Reach out, Kel. Well, look, we're ticking them off. You're about the only bloke left. Yeah. Reach Kel, out, Kel. Kel, PVL on the podcast, hopefully, at some point before the season kicks off. Your word's not ours. Could you two just not talk anymore?